What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Kind of Funny Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Are you are you cold, Papa? I am Papa, cold. Papa, are you cold? Gotcha. Yeah, because I, I got the good crosswind here when the d- windows are open. With the so windows open? Real hot. Sometime. I've never I've never in my life seen you wear more than one shirt at a time. This is throwing me off. It's I've usually not. worn this sweatshirt and this combo to work multiple times with you. I don't, I don't look at you. I just look Tim, at you. Tim, can eyes. I get a ruling from the judge? <laughs> I think you're right. Thank you very much, Tim. That's why. Which I was one of us, Tim? Because like, you just I, I, but I, I did that to be ambiguous. I took credit first. That's all you need to know. Fair. Next to Nick, it is the Hispanic heartthrob, Texas treat, Latino heat, clicking heads and ripping them to shreds. The globe trotting, head shotting, nitro rifle from Twitch.tv. Andy Cortez. Woo, man, you nailed it, Greg. You nailed well, I had it. Had you read it out for me before the show. Really, really I'll be damned. Really I saw I saw the clip on, on the internet. I'll be damned if Snowbike Mike's gonna nail it and not me. All right. That was pretty good though when Snowbike Mike and, and Mike it, 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 it was right? made more important when Snowbike Mike did it because the song Serious by who's the band? The, the Michael, Michael Jordan. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, no, but no, who no. Uh, who sings that song? I don't remember the uh, name of that Celine Dion. Ludacris. I'll look Ludicrous. it up right now. I'll look Ludicrous it up right now. But when you when you have that in the background, it just makes it so much better, dude. Sure, oh, yeah. you put anything in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Alan Parsons Project. Mm-hmm. I hate that name. Oh, is it the one that goes boom? Yeah. Boom, boom. It's what UFC you see. It's so epic. Yeah. Teenage Wasteland. Just a teenage wasteland. Now, that's equally. That's a better song. I mean, yeah, they're both pretty good songs. We were all wasted. What a great name for a band, the Alan Parsons Project. So cool. That's pretty fucking cool. It was cool. There was an episode of Even Stevens where where Lewis Stevens had a band called, like, the Lewis Stevens Experience. And then one of his friends was, like, the the something project and they formed to become some mega band it was really tim remembers i know what you're talking about i fucking love it but i don't remember any of the details (laughs) what was the the best friend's name uh i don't know but i had such a crush on tawny and she's still super hot now yeah fuck i don't remember his name the lewis stevens experience and he joined up with Oh, I'm looking it up go ahead and intro tim if you want (laughs) while it happens nick who who is the star of even stevens i have no idea I never watched Even Stevens, and to this day, I'm still protesting Boy Meets World. So, do you understand that the one Shia LaBeouf was in it? That was 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 the Boof, the Stevens. That was the start. Tell you what, man, uh, and and he really he really progressed through the years and really honed his talent and was showcased in the third Transformers film, which I watched last night. And I'll tell you what, man, they tried real hard at certain points, but you know who didn't try hard, Andy? Lincoln Park with that last song. They finished it out with another song, and it's so fucking bad. Oh, really? Oh, man. It's like called Incandescent or some shit like that. And it's like, (laughs) it sounds like a Celine Dion song. I'm like, what is happening? What happened? Powerful dog. You don't understand emotions, Nick. Rounding out the quartet, Forbes 30 under 30, aka the second best baby blues in San Francisco, aka. The verified one at Tim Gettys. What's up, my horny little possums? All right. Tim. I'm just saying, Tim, the fucking Transformers 1 ends. It is a slap. You've got that amazing Linkin Park 1.0 song that just sounds dope. Then they just they evolve it into the second one. And I'll say it, Andy. I know you're too much of a fucking coward to say it. You fucking coward. Andy. The song that, that ends, New Divide, is the shit. That is. is the best Linkin Park song ever made. 
And then they were like, let's stop doing heroin or whatever the fuck they were doing. And they were like, let's go to a softer side and start making mom rock. Mom rock. It's a sad moment, Nick. Chicago gets destroyed. They won. They win. Tim. They always win. They never lose. Lewis is managing his friend Twitty's band, the Alan Twitty Project. Twitty gets pissed off, so Lewis Lewis makes his band, the Lewis Stevens Stevens Experience. Experience. And then they become friends again because they were rival bands. They become the Twitty Stevens Connection. Yes. That's what what a fucking show. Remember the musical episodes? Ah, Great episodes, man. It it might be the best episode. The musical episode of Even Stevens is equal to the Halloween episode of Boy Meets World. I'm fucking saying it. Wow. 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 The Booth looks a lot like the Savage in Boy Meets World in this. He does. He does. You mean uh, even soon? <laughs> yeah, uh, even it looks. It ran for three years. Ran for three years. I felt. I, we, show, I remember Poe and I really liking season one, but I think even at that point we were too old for it. I think we were grass. We were looking for that Boy Meets World high, you know. And then we <laughs> a lot of it. So I don't have like the chasing the, the dragon. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. I remember Ren. I remember Lewis. I remember them yeah. up in the, the shenanigans or whatever. Oh yeah, is, Ren, is the yeah, mom. Ren was super hot too. Yeah. Is the mom the same one from that show where Evie could freeze time? It's not the woman from say from uh, Saturday Night Fever, is it? Hold on, let me look it up. That's I so have really? zero context for the show at all. I don't think I've ever seen a single like clip of Evan Stevens in my life. I'm happy. It was good. I'm it was good. It was I legit. Not be watching Evan Stevens. I mean, it's the year 2000. So how old are you all? 20. I was 20 years old. 17. Year 2000. So yeah, I didn't need to necessarily watch this one. This, this, this might be a little behind my. Time. I was twelve. It was perfect for me. Or after my time, it was right up my right up my alley. Mm-hmm. Oh, Donna, no shit. She was it is her fever. Yeah, and yeah, uh, out of this world. That's the show. Greg, tell me you remember out of this world. I do not. Went, like when she could freeze time, like this, and she'd freeze time. Oh, you really made that you her. made that reference during an episode of KFAF. I really did. Yep. And Andy, I'm looking at a then and now series of pictures. Let me just say, it worked out well for a lot of them, but not all of them. Shia, you guys, bring this up. Your own judges, like, you can look yourself. Oh, I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up right now, and I'm not afraid to say names. I know you're not. Now, more that's what I was worried like, about. How versed <laughs> were you in Small Wonder? I'm, I watched a lot of Small Wonder. God, I couldn't I tell you one episode of what happened there, but Small no. Wonder and Alf were my jam. Yeah, they were always about to find out what happened, that she was a robot, right? Yeah, everyone was always about to find out they kept her in the closet. But... Yeah, because she had no room. It's weird, right? Yeah, they were like, where's her like room? She's like, I let her change outfits. In the closet, and they dressed me like it. Like, nobody noticed for the first two years of this girl's uh, living at this house that she was dressed like a fucking maid. It was weird. <laughs> Remember? It was a simpler time. It was a simpler Hold on. time. Wait, Nick. Yeah. I'm having a, a crazy moment right now. Again, having I'm up the flip of you where I have no idea what this this robot show is, but you guys have talked about it so much since yeah. <laughs> we started that like I kind of have an idea. Sure. But I also am realizing now that I also thought Punky Brewster was the same show. So is Punky Brewster no. not a robot? No. no. Punky Brewster. <laughs> she just lived with the old guy. Punky. Punker. Was she an orphan? Yo. I want to say she was like an I want to say she was street trash. God, yeah, yeah, she was street yeah. trash. She was, she was out there selling drugs and trying to make her drug in. Wait, did you go to street trash? Yeah, I did. He, <laughs> did. he really did. <laughs> I, mean, I think that was like the uh, I knew I heard that right. The synopsis. Penelope Punky Brewster, Soleil Moonfry, is a warm, funny, and bright child. Her father walked out on her family. Then her mother abandoned her at a Chicago shopping center, leaving Punky alone with her dog, Brandon. Afterwards, Punky discovers a vacant apartment in a local building. 
The building is managed by Henry uh, Warnemart, uh, an elderly widowed photographer with a grouchy streak. Punky hits it off with young Sherry. She keeps escalating. <laughs> Sherry Johnson, who lives in Henry's building with her grandfather, grandmother Betty. Betty works as a registered nurse. Okay, whatever. Uh, the relationship is not a robot. Blossoms. No. Okay. <laughs> Did you know that they're making a sequel show? Yeah. It's it's what? we didn't need that. We don't need a punk coming out on Peacock. Yeah. But we do love um, that we do love that we're putting some food on Freddie Prince Jr.'s table. I'm always in big support. He was in that? He's no, in he wasn't movie. originally. Now he is. He's no. Punky Brewster's ex-husband in the new one. Yeah. Oh, and I okay. feel like they're going to get back together, Greg, because so you can't keep Punk's a good Freddie Prince down. You don't no, drop, she you drop Freddie Prince in there. Probably, go. She's probably my age now. Celine Moonfire is probably like at least. Really? I thought they were yeah. doing like an alternate past thing where she stayed the no, same No, because they're doing like they, they debuted it with the Peacock stuff alongside. She's 43. So a little bit younger than Nick. Uh, they debuted it alongside. All right. You know, always with the cuts. <laughs> Always with the digs. I got so, him wait, good. So, real quick, real quick, just to get this on the record, just to get this on the record. Hold on, everybody, get on the record. The court approves Henry's wish to become Punky's foster father. Henry legally adopts her in the second season. Okay, that's what I thought. Got it. So, so in this new show, they're still calling her Punky in the new one. Well, that's her fucking name, dude. Now, was it her always her name, or when all of her family abandoned the street trash out in the gutters of Chicago, did she fucking pick it up, right? Because one time she was doing heroin, and this guy saw her, and she said, I like I like your spunk. I'm going to call you punk. You know what yep. I mean? That's, that's how exactly, it happens, dude. That's you exactly how I would write That's how it happens, right? dude. You're out here in California, the RGV. You don't know how it is in Chicago. They give you a nickname in the gutter when you're down on your luck. That's your fucking name, man. I hate you. Don't, you, don't think, you don't think that she started a band called Spunky, and her friends started a band called the punks and they just put them together and called her punky i don't think that's how it happens, i hate that i hate that the british called uh call semen spunk what's that all about guys like when you introduce it in the pornos it throws me off okay because mm, i like spunk? i'm i'm hearing a word yeah spunk on my chest you know <laughs> like, oh i don't like it I'm gonna be honest with you. i've never i don't think i've seen are any international oh Porn. Oh, oh, wait, what are you talking? You've never seen like fake taxi or anything like that? What are you talking about? Oh, okay, yeah, but, yeah, fake but like, see, I don't, I've never heard them talk about their spunk. Yeah, it's always like, yeah, it's like, so, yeah, your spunk's all over me. Your spunk, yeah, you, you never heard Maybe, this? So, okay, no, Andy, you've heard this, Andy, real I quick. Know spunk. When you did it, that, that was fake taxi, right? That's what you were saying about the oh, spunk. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 all right, I, I know the scene, man. Yeah, Kevin knows, man. But it's you not know, like the scene. It's it's every episode of Fake Taxi. Here, here's the great part about Fake Taxi, too. It's a real taxi. Correct me if I'm wrong. What's the best part about Fake Taxi? It's just that they don't try that hard. They're not trying at all anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> anymore. They started off trying to create an illusion that this was a real taxi, Greg. I'm on it right now. I'm on Pornhub. I'm looking at Fake Taxi. They tried really, really hard at the beginning, and, 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 and you sort of suspended disbelief sometimes. Like, oh, wow, maybe this one is real. But now there's just there's not, not even, even trying close. anymore. Not this even goes close. back to Andy to you trying to convince us that you legit believe Dancing Bear might be real. <laughs> there oh. are some real Dancing Bear guys. Okay, get over it, dude. I I don't. I still have no idea what Dancing Bear is. You guys did that one episode without me, and then oh you guys God. had a cool inside <laughs> joke forever. What's up? What's up, Greg? Up. I'm right there with you. So I'm looking at Pornhub and I'm looking at these thumbnails for Fake Taxi. And right so here, funny. the thieving bastards pinched my ideas. <laughs> <laughs> like, who says pinched? Who says they are pinching That's my ideas? That's what I'm saying, man. I can't do that. I can't. I gotta oh, you be- got your fucking spunk all over me here. You know, they're always saying yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. They do. And they always have that cock, like that, that British act. Whatever yeah. that is. 
yeah it's always like the lord of the rings or yeah. like the game of thrones accents yeah yeah sure. it's the Jon snow accent yeah god it's so good i'm not gonna I don't know why they call I, it that. first off i like the, I, i'm a big fan of these motion uh gif thumbnails you like just scroll over yeah that. yeah oh, they're, 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 are you about to get so into porn time. here we Guys, go this is it i'm not gonna lie to you some of these penises seem pretty large there's been a lot of advancements in porn in the last 10 years greg you really have man You'd a lot surprised. of people say that that porn pushes all of the video online video industry, which is why we are cutting edge here. Kind of funny. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. They pushed us. They motivate us each and every day so, of our lives. Um, oh, here's the switch up. Now the woman's driving the cab. Yeah. So that's like the reverse or whatever. Uh, right. And that, and those aren't even trying to be real. Like those yeah, th no. they gave they didn't ever even tried once to be to try to like convince the viewer she doesn't it was all, use a little fair it's box. always like she's like they're driving and she's like oh you look like you got your big cock back there and they're like immediately <laughs> what? Like, okay <laughs> all right where we're going okay. and how big are you yeah yeah, yeah it's just See, right i, I love the obviously the og shit the bang bus stuff where it's like they go oh, around yeah. but i always loved it when they would do the flip of having the girl and they drive it like the girls in the back and it's, she's like a porn actress we know yeah. her yeah and then they try to just get rando dudes from the outside those are always the one where it's like is this real it's not that it's real but it's like you can tell that they're it started real these like guys were point, just at a star they had a conversation with these random dudes and then and legality like, started coming into the into the exactly picture. yeah because it's like these dudes are not porn stars they're just no. dudes yeah. fucking porn stars and then, then my favorite thing is they'll always just leave them on the side of the road and yeah just without like, their clothes oh, hey can you go get that thing and they get in they drive off and like <laughs> which by awesome. the way oh now that we're on the topic of porn this is huge this is huge dude okay everybody get ready for this this is breaking okay. news as of two days ago Heather at idepo.com is what? back. Shut up. Fuck you. Shut. She posted a video uh, and it's no. her now. It's her now. Like recording this as of a couple days ago. And she's like, guys, we got to be safe out there. We got to take care of each other. This COVID coronavirus. Is she still with and, Jim? It's, and it's a really, really heartwarming story. Yeah. She's still with Jim. And she's Does like, and with her. She's like, we're coming back. Like, it's like, what? what? Yeah, dude. Oh, man. Yeah, Shut dude. Up. So she's Insane. like, me and Jim thought that we would uh, give back to everybody in need right now. She's back, baby. That's what the, the world queen means. queen is back, dude. Oh, my God, The queen dude. is back. Tim, look it up. I'm, t I'm telling I you. I'm trying to find it. I'm, like, yeah. too excited yeah. right now. What? What? Where putting this into general. Do you have great I'm putting this into general. I'm putting this into general. When I Googled Heather at iDepot, this is the photo that came up. Like, who is uh, this person? Why do you care so much about her? <laughs> That's not her. That's not her. <laughs> Heather, Vision Works of America. I don't understand. <laughs> Wait, where, where did you see this? Andy? Okay, uh, it was on like it was on some subreddit. Look, look up her Twitter. She has a Twitter. She has a Twitter. Oh my god, Heather! This is seriously the greatest news. It's huge. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it, this is big news. Big news. This you makes can, up. You for can everything. just go to idepthroat.com and it's like, yeah, there's a. 2009, <laughs> 2000, 2000 versus 2020 photo. <laughs> <laughs> for the record, for the record, sorry, I heard I Depot. So I was looking for the letter I Depot nope. and then EYE Depot. This I thought that you were sense. joking. This is why I couldn't figure out who this person is. Yeah, I was going to say, there's probably Epic a few wife. pictures of her around. <laughs> What's her name? Heather Heather Brooke. Brooke. Heather Harmon her, is that's her, her fake real name. name. Right? Heather Brooke was the, the made up name because everyone got confused because her name was Heather. Oh, her friend was named Brooke. So check it out. Check it out, check it out. So KFC Barstool, but Barstool was like Barstool Sports or whatever. He tweeted out, 
he retweeted a, a video of hers and it's like i had the biggest news i've ever announced in my blogging career two oh. words one name i'm back heather brooke <laughs> yeah look at here check out this tweet now here put- real quick just uh, to bring this full circle one of the images here for this Heather Brook woman is the photo I remember from an old thumbnail of the Game Over Greggy show. So thank yeah. you, Tim, for teaching me about her. You're yeah, welcome. We talked man. about it a long time ago. So yeah, if you go to the website, if you try to get in, the resource limit is reached. This website's yeah. temporarily unable. We're crashing. Every single person watching this, I'm in. I'm in right now. You want me to forward you the um, <laughs> Tim? Well, I saw the I saw the the then and now <laughs> pictures, but I, no, I want more details on this. Well, here I'll I'll forward it to you. I'll copy oh. the URL and just uh, slack it just to you. All right, while you guys look into that, I'll tell everybody, of course, that this is the kind of funny podcast each and every week for sometimes five best friends gather on this table, each coming to bullshit. If you like that. Why don't you be part of the show? Patreon.com slash kind of funny. You can submit your questions, comments, concerns, your topics of discussion. Of course, you can watch the show live as we record it. You can get it ad free. You can get it with the exclusive post show we do each and every week. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way on Patreon.com slash kind of funny, it's no big deal. You can wait and go to YouTube.com slash kind of funny, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe each and every week to see what we're on about this week. Uh, of course, thank you to our Patreon producers, Michael Bradley, Mohammed, Mohammed, a.k.a. Momo, Justin Toff, Cameron Reagan, uh, Lee Palermo. Well, no, Lee Palermo. I want to say Palermo, but that's not right. Lee Palermo, uh, Kieran O'Donnell, Steve Powers, Drew Garnier, and I'll tell you what, Steve Powers, again, very close to being funny. Not funny, but close. This trailer ends, it ends with a title screen that says, The Legend Continues. <laughs> Dude! <laughs> the music playing with it. She's like, you might know me from itthroat.com, LimeWire, LimeWire or Kazaa. Yeah. Oh, my God. Man, she's Julian got some upgrades put in. I'll tell you uh, that. DJ Kento. I think he said Drew Garnier for tease, but just making sure I did. Uh, today, we're brought to you by Honey and Express VPN, and I'm sure they're happy they sponsored this show. <laughs> but until then, we'll tell you Dude, about that later. the comments in this tweet are fucking hilarious all the replies to this kfc barstool tweet are just i'm dying over here dude <laughs> like there's the, there's the one of steve carell for 40 old virgin where he's lighting the candles before he's about to masturbate <laughs> 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 there's so many good replies i can't even put into words how i'm feeling right now this is like <laughs> i don't think i've ever experienced anything like this a, a return so monumental it's it's weird when you because obviously watching porn is such for for a lot of people that aren't us it's such an intimate and it's probably something you don't talk to people about <laughs> so it's so weird to see every once in a while where like a name will come up and it just this, it resonates all get this yeah it res it just resonates yeah because everyone has who saw that was like this is something special this is She's definitely special, something special man. she She's was an innovator for her time. Level. Seriously, definitely, hundred percent. The, the gift from the Sandlot lenses never die, kid. <laughs> so many good replies to this, man. Oh my god! Oh man, I'm glad you guys are excited. It's just, it's fantastic. It's yeah. I'm glad we're. I, I wouldn't have remembered. it. I'm so glad we brought that up. Um, man. So, so you guys are on the topic of Chicago, right? Um, has anybody here started the Last Dance documentary? Not yet. What is no, that? Give me, give me the details on this to. in terms of episode structure. Okay, How long so am I committing to? There are 10 episodes. Uh, they are releasing two a night every Sunday night. Um, ESPN is showing the uncensored version, and they're saying fucks. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> um, they're like, are you talking it, it, about Heather Brooke or whoever this one? <laughs> they're not talking about Heather Harmon, no. And then uh, ESPN2 is showing the censored version. Um, what are they saying instead of fuck? Are they saying like fudge? 
I don't know. I don't know. Actually. So wait, the uncensored versions on Netflix? Where is that? No, no, no. It's on ESPN one. Oh, OK, so I can't watch yeah. it on Netflix. The Oak Joe. Watch this um, it is. Uh, yeah, it's it's great so far. The first two episodes aired this past Sunday. Um, oh, this sounds awesome. I listened to uh, the Dan Levitar show, as you all know, and Dan has seen the whole series already. And he was like, the first two episodes are the weakest of them. And they're still great because the first two episodes were apparently made to catch people up. Even young kids nowadays who may not have fully known Michael Jordan, who who he was and everything. So they kind of go through his college life, getting into the NBA. They they have all these awesome old clips of like Bobby Knight, who was coaching him on like Team USA, like the high school stars team. And he's like, that's the best player I've ever seen in ever. You know, oh it's God. it's insane, dude. It's so damn well. It's so well made. They the second episode, they kind of start focusing on Scottie Pippen and and how he. Scottie Pippen was like the second best player in the NBA, but he was not even in the top hundred paid uh, highest paid players at that time. Uh, he signed like an awful contract and he was pissed off about it. Uh, they, they go into so many things that I just didn't really know about. Like I just they, knew do, Michael Jordan, you know, do they talk a lot about like Jordan, like later years retiring and the conspiracy of why he had to go to like baseball and stuff like there, that. There's not a whole lot of that yet. No, okay. uh, but, but it's funny when they do, you know, they are introducing people. He's like, I'm Michael, uh, Jordan went to, uh, university of North Carolina. Um, I played in the NBA for this many years. And I took a year and a half hiatus to go play baseball. <laughs> He was like, oh, he didn't even say that. I took a year and a half hiatus uh, and I came back to the Bulls in this year. And it's it's so well made. And they just they do a great job of going back and forth at certain periods of time. Well, they'll reference some point in the future and they'll the little timeline will pop up and they'll go to the four. And then they'll say, but before we get to that, we got to talk about his past. And like it's Jordan as a teenager and stuff like that. And I'm, really I'm very awesome. I'm very happy to hear this because lately I've been starting a lot of Netflix documentaries and you guys have heard me like lament about this on screencast but a lot of these like Tiger King how to make how to how to uh, how to make a drug scandal or something like that whatever the hell they said or how to fix a drug how scandal. to fix the drug scandal yeah those those I'm like I'm I'm captivated for the first 30 minutes of the first episode and then I realize there's seven hours left and I'm like, I just don't care about these people enough oh, dude, to watch I Tiger King. Eight. Well, Tiger King was fine, but it could have been, you have to admit, like it could have been a three hour long documentary and you would have been probably okay with it, right? Like I just wanted to know. I mean, well, I don't, don't would I be okay it. with it? Sure. But I think the fact that it isn't on a series that goes as long as it does and every episode ends with, wait, how does this get crazier? Wait, how is this person a dirtbag too? Yeah. Wait, what? Like every, That's fair. Every time you think it's going to get to normalcy, we're going to learn about why Joe Exotic sucks. It's like, well, this woman might have killed her uh, husband. Well, this guy has a bunch of weird cult wives that he's putting in, implants into and only one's escaped. Like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> that <wasn't laughs> That's fair. But I remember my point was I think I remember like the only other time I've watched a really long documentary like like what you're talking about, Andy, was when ESPN did um, OJ Simpson. OJ? Uh, and yeah. I was like, oh, I'm not going to watch for a four part documentary about OJ Simpson. I lived through this. I know. And I was riveted, riveted by I all of it. I think it's the same team, honestly. It's got to be the right. Same team. Those guys are really fucking good. Maybe it's not really good at making documentaries. How much has Tony Kukoc popped up so far? Uh, Not a whole lot because they okay. haven't really talked. Like they're still. They do a great job of talking about how Phil Jackson, at, you know, it's they've won five rings. Mm-hmm. And management wants to break up the team. And they're like, we want Phil out. We want, uh, we're going to trade Scotty. We're going to trade. Every-. Like, they're breaking up the team. It's nuts. And you don't really understand why. 
It's, I haven't and, seen it yet. And it's boom. been a long time, but the general manager was Jerry Krause. Krause. God, he fucking yeah. sucked. We hated him in Chicago. Well, I mean, uh, dude, they 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 show just how he was like bullied by Michael and like so many people like they uh, now he apparently he had did have some ego issues where he kind of wanted the show to be about him. And he was like, look, stars just don't win teams. You have to have like a good organization and stuff or whatever. But they they they're talking. It's just so cool how they're like every year. Phil Jackson had a theme for that season. And it's that we just won our fifth ring and we're going into our last season with Phil. Mm-hmm. And we know that like after this, it's over. And then and Steve Kerr is like and then he puts the paper down and says, bam, the last dance. Oh, like, oh dude, I sick. know. He's like, this is our this is our last dance. This is like our last hurrah. And that's got to go fucking win this shit. It's so good, dude. It's that's so awesome. good. Did Phil Jackson go to the Lakers after that? Yeah. OK. Yeah, that's crazy. And then it proceeded to win four more rings or five more yeah, rings or whatever. Probably shouldn't <laughs> let him go. <laughs> it was really pretty good. Turns out pretty good coach. Uh, Phil yeah. Jackson. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's awesome. I, I highly recommend it. Um, I, I feel like it was always kind of known this thing was going to be incredible. But the fact that it's like finally here and it's been such a great lead up to it. And they rushed it because of coronavirus. Like they 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 brought it they pushed up the date because they knew that hey we are low on content we have no programming mm-hmm. right now there's no sports so we got to yeah. put something out there and it's just funny to see how much it's consumed all of espn like e- every espn show is talking about this <laughs> documentary because it's oh all they've got it's nuts dude yeah man That's crazy. Cool. it's really well done though i love it loving it so, so far so, so, to the point it, where it's sec- episode two in it i was like Fuck! Like already, God damn! Because like you know, it's an episode, an hour long, but really it's yeah. forty-eight minutes long or whatever. Yeah. So I just found myself wanting more, man. I need more. No, I want to watch this, it. Andy. It's but good. I don't, want, dude. I don't want to subscribe to ESPN. Is it on ESPN on demand? I don't have the station. Shit. Um. I wonder if I can get it through. Comcast. I mean, you could, I'll try. I think you can sign up for for a um, what's it called? Like a trial I'm version s- of I'm ESPN so bad Plus. About okay. Oh wait, does well you don't get ESPN with Disney Plus, right? Mm-mm. No, but there's an ESPN, there's a Disney Plus Hulu ESPN combo. Did I say that right? Wait, don't you have Disney Plus? What's up? Don't you have Comcast? That's what I was asking. Just can I get through? Can I get it through? Can I just go to Comcast on demand? Yeah, they. I don't know if I have ESPN. I I think that that's on like ninety percent. Yeah, I think it's standard. Okay, I'm gonna try to watch that shit then. That sounds good because I gotta watch that and Dave still. Those are my two things that are outstanding. God damn, dude, it keeps getting better. Only two left. Yeah. I'm so bummed. Well, I'm waiting. This is one of those shows I'm going to buy on Blu-ray when it comes out because I want really? to see it. The Kevin Klein movie, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the one. Meet, it's yeah. Meet Dave, the one with Eddie Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of keeps getting better, Better Call Saul. Holy fuck! What a show, dude! Oh my yeah. god! So how much longer is there now? There's one more final season. And then, but how many episodes of this season? Ten. There's been where, about I mean, ten. Where are, oh, where are you oh, now? oh, the finale just ended. Last oh, the finale's time. over. The god, finale god, was god. yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This show must be fucking and then one final season because I swear I don't think I've ever seen more people talking about how the quality of something than Better Call Saul on Twitter every Sunday when it happens. It's yeah, it's just, it's crazy. It just keeps on. It keeps on getting better. And like I, again, gonna, I can't. I, I was so worried that it was like this is just going to be a Breaking Bad spinoff and it's not going to be good enough. And I, I will admit the first two seasons. I wasn't 100% sold. I feel like they were some weak episodes, but they were weak to me because they weren't Breaking Bad. 
sure. when oh, there's two different storylines that they're always showing. And one is like, this is the drug sort of storyline. This is the cartel. This is all that stuff. And this other storyline is really interesting, incredibly well-written procedural, uh, like judge and jury and shit like that sort of drama. And it's so well-made, but I just like, that wasn't what I wanted. But after rewatching, I was like, God, this is so perfectly written. And the character arcs and the motivations, everything's so goddamn good. And like last night's episode ended. And again, one of those like cliffhanger credits hit. And you're like, oh, what? You know, it's so fucking good, dude. It's so is, good. I know there's still a season left, but are they doing are they catching up to Breaking Bad? Have they yeah. talked about that? Okay. Yeah. So uh, this episode had some some cameos that you know are definitely more than junior are definitely more than just you know gangster a from episode two and season two of breaking bad you know when when that guy pops you're like oh shit he's been breaking bad now it's like we're getting i think we're like a year and a half before breaking bad starts oh that's cool uh it's so it's incredible man like i just keep thinking like now this season was run by dana gold i believe it wasn't um it wasn't Vince Gilligan, because I tweeted out, Vince Gilligan doesn't fucking miss, dude. Like, this guy, don't doubt him, because he's going to fucking dunk on your face like Tomahawk John Stockton did. You know? I'd like to hear. You know, yeah. you understand it. Uh, but but um, a lot of this season was, the showrunner, wrote, the showrunner was Dana Gould, who's kind of the guy who created uh, Jimmy McGill slash Saul Goodman. Um, it's, it's, it's incredible, man. Greg. If you, if you care about it, watch it. Still haven't watched El Camino, so I don't. No. Greg. Yeah, I want I want Sorry, you Tim. Tim, to give know. Nick the pitch on the show you've been watching. Sure, please. I Tim. call it the Netflix sex show. What's its real name? Too hot to handle. Too hot to oh. handle. Nick, have you heard about Too Hot to Handle? This is the reality show where they get a bunch of dumb smoking hot people together, and they tell them if they fuck, they lose money. It's mm-hmm. dumb smoking hot people who are admittedly just fucking down to bang. Horny. God, I love horny, it. Horny hot dumb let's fuck people all the time on tinder or whatever app you may be using bumble christian mingle they don't care and so yeah they put them all on this island right legit and the idea is they, they drop it off of there oh, you know it you know what i mean <laughs> they put them on this island right and then they let them go for like 12 hours of just like there's no rules enjoy this island and you can only wear bikinis and, and really tight swimsuits and they're like sounds great and so they start making their connections and doing their things. And then at some point, the robot in the room, there's these, like it looks like an Alexa or whatever, starts talking and is like, oh, hold on. There's some rules, right? And so there's $100,000 on the line, Nick. And the idea is that, yeah, anytime they kiss, anytime they inappropriately touch, if they masturbate themselves, if they masturbate other people. If they fuck in general, they lose money from the overall prize pool. And it's an overall prize pool. So Okay, so if all five of us are in it and none of us touch each other or ourselves, we all split $100,000. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Wait, they it's, can't masturbate? No. No, I, no release. Fuck. No release. Mine would be, like, be like Kramer and Seinfeld where I just walked out and five minutes later came back in and slammed the money down the table. <laughs> the robot just immediately goes What makes off. it You've brilliant, though, is that they don't know the rules. Like, they get to this island, there's 12 hours where they think it's a reality show that's just about hot people fucking. So they're all horny as all shit. And, like, right before people are about to fuck, essentially, this thing is like, well, here's the rules. And then it's like, then they have a month that they need to stay in this fucking island with these rules. And it is insanity the love <laughs> this is the horniest show i have ever seen by far it's essentially just like all the juicy parts of any reality trash show yeah. just just pushed together in a way that is just like you guys are too hot 
to be on TV like this. Like it is, it's kind of scary, Nick. It, like I feel like this is the show that like I don't know that you should watch. It might be too much for you. No, you need to watch it, Nick, because like the thing is too is if if you make a personal connection, right? Because the whole they 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 dress this thing up. Of course, they just want to watch people fuck, but right. they dress the thing up in. You know, you're there to change your ways and learn how to communicate and make actual connections and, you know, look past just the surface level shit, blah, 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 blah. But if you hit it off with somebody, you can get rewarded with a night in the suite or whatever. But even in this suite all by yourself, because they all share one giant room otherwise and the bathrooms and showers in the one giant suite, you still can't fuck. <laughs> and so when people are going in there and just like, fuck it, it's worth they waste the money and they fuck or they kiss or they do whatever. That is that's horrible. That's terrible. But here's my favorite thing about the show, though, is that all these people are insanely hot, but it is truly international. They are from all over the place, and everyone has super fun slang from mm -hmm. like different areas. And then they all by the end of the show, they're all using each other's slang. Ah, uh, that's cool. And it's that's just kind of so fucking funny. But yeah, they, they all banter. call each other they banter. Like, banter, you naughty little possums. <laughs> it's just like, what are you like? What is spunk. this? Porny quesadillas? No, spunk in my tits. I, I, yeah, I mean, I imagine this is, this does sound fun, but I probably will not watch it. I just, <laughs> I don't like, I don't like that Netflix is leaning heavily into the reality television market. And I think I that it, it's, they're doing it I, right. No, no. I mean, I, 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 don't doubt that if you're a fan of that genre or you're a fan of that kind of content, then Netflix is not going to knock it out of the park. I just don't like how much of it there is now. Um, and I think that some of their, I don't know, I just I just like when Netflix puts a lot of resources behind some of their original programming. Like, I think Ozark is a, is a Netflix. But they original. still are, right? I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, but some of their other shit, like some of their originals are is not good anymore. Yeah, a lot I of think, originals aren't. I think, I think, I think they're realizing that they need to have a pretty heavy um, in like footprint in the reality genre in order to like still like stave off basic cable. Plus let's be honest, it's just super cheap and oh, yeah. really easy to shoot those shows. No. So it's like, that's what marked the, for me, like a huge decline in network television was that everyone started sure. going reality for everything. So to see Netflix do that, I'm like, ugh, I don't like this. I don't like that. We're, you know, two or three years from now, it's going to be the circle and love is blind and Woo. you can't, you know, eat your way out or whatever other fucking weird, <laughs> you know, stupid reality shows. Wait, I'm sorry, real quick. Can you give me the pitch to eat your way out? Yeah, oh, let's that's a great. So you're stuck <laughs> on, the, on the fourth level of a giant blintz. <laughs> what? A blintz. A blintz. A blintz and What's you have that? to eat your way out. It's like it's a, a big donut pastry thing. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. But if you if you end up in uh, <laughs> making contact with your mouth and someone else's genitalia, they actually give you money. Oh, that's yeah. see, this is a better reality show. It doesn't it seem is. like it's very sexual at the start. It does it at all. But in my in my reality show, the more you eat, quote unquote, the more money you make. And we're training a whole generation of guys to do what they should be doing from the get go. Drop is that. Yeah. You can put your mouth to work. See, my thing yeah. about it is, I guess, and it's I, love is blind is the first reality show I've watched in years. And so even though I'm now and I, well, I, I guess I, should, I guess like reality game show because I watched a bit of I was gonna say, when they came back. I was going to say I watch a lot of reality shows. I just watch shows about like cars and shit or like sure. recently like wildlife animal r rescues and stuff like that. So I'm not like yeah, shitting one. on reality, the reality show genre. Oh, I no, but even then there's a caliber of difference, I guess. I mean, yeah. like I, this is the two that I've I mean, recently in the Netflix ones in particular, Love is Blind and now the sex show that name I will never remember. Uh, it's it totally junk food and I know it's junk food, but I think it's also because.
it's a stressful pandemic and it's perfect for to pair with animal crossing where i just sit there and i fucking fuck around my island for a couple hours at a time and it's on in the background and i lined off and let me tell you they're talking about erections all the time i love it people it's all gold and it goes by so fast we watched the whole thing in one day done how many episodes eight and they're like half an hour 20 25 minutes between 30 and 40 Oh, okay. So they, they kind of range. It's all story based because there's like weird cliffhangers and stuff. It's stupid. It's stupid as fuck, but they're so hot. I appreciate it. You know, we were catching up. I'm not done with it. I'm, I'm slow playing it here and there. But uh, there was the one where they were so committed to talking about this relationship. And like they also eventually get these watches, Nick, that if they flash green, the rules are off. And so you can fu- you can fuck around. That's amazing. Uh, and for a limited like one... time, but they don't know how long that time is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was oh. one couple over there that had it and that like, are so focused. The next they started the next episode and like they literally the robots like, well, as you know, whoever has left the show. So we need to talk about that. And the narrator interrupts to be like, sorry, last time we were so busy telling you about this. I forgot to tell you we kicked somebody off the show. And they did like a rewind and showed her getting like evicted it was like holy shit well, did she get evicted do they have to vote like who gets evicted if you're just no, no. She, just sucked. she sucked and so they were like get the fuck out of here and they brought in three more hot people oh that's it's so fucking good you, you can tell that the producers were watching the show like as happening and like just making decisions like now nah, it'd be more entertaining if we just fucking did this shit now yeah it's, it's just it's fucking great like the, the characters are so vapid and the fact that we call them characters is hilarious like these are real people that their lives are just be hot, make money from being hot. And it's so unabashed. They don't give a fuck. And That's it's just like, literally, it's like, 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 oh, what do you do? And it's like one of their answers is like, oh, I used to be Diplo's girlfriend. And yeah. you're like, that's what you do? Is you used how to describe yourself. That's how you got to do, man. She was Diplo's uh, girlfriend. She got on the show and now she'll be an, like, she'll have more followers than all of us combined. That's it. Uh, she already did going in. Yeah, exactly. So that's important. Tim, I wanted to say something else that's hot is the shirt you're wearing on right now. Yeah, the shirt on your chest. Um, And I just want to throw a quick little plug. If you're an audio listener, it's a Nitro Rifle shirt. If you're an audio listener, go to... If you're an audio listener, go to bonfire.com slash Nitro Rifle. And a shirt for charity for everybody affected by COVID and it sold really well and we're very proud of them. Ever since since I got the Greg bump, like we went from seventy eight hundred dollars raised to ninety five hundred dollars raised. Oh my god! I thought you were gonna say thousand. I was like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> we're proud of you, Andy. It's awesome. So we're, it's get, we're almost it's getting great, the man. ten grand. So you have four days left to buy this, or if you're listening tomorrow, three days. Bonfire. Or if you're listening, listening in September, it's over. It's over. <laughs> we hopefully by then we've conquered COVID. And hopefully, like it's this nine thousand dollars that did it. Hopefully, say we don't conquer it though. I have a question for you guys. Yeah, like maybe ten minutes before we did this show, I asked Joey and Gia a question that they didn't want to answer. Sure. If this lasts forever, let's just say in a world where this lasts forever, that, that can mean whatever you want it to, because yeah. obviously there's a lot of variations. Would you, if you were down to have kids? Because I know, so Nick, let's say you're not planning on having kids, right? Greg is planning on having kids. I'm most likely going to end up having kids. Andy, I don't know your stance on this. I have to have sex first, so I don't know. (laughs) Would you, would those plans change? Like, would you bring a child into this world? (sighs) I mean, I would fight not to. I don't know that you could ever, ever, for for one thing, you wouldn't know that it's going to last forever. Yeah. Like, eventually, they'd be like, this is probably going to be the most important thing that every scientific mind on the planet starts working through. But so in this hypothetical. But even in the hypothetical, hypothetical. But it's like, imagine that, though. It's like, say you don't know the end of it, though. So it's like, you're really gambling if you're trying to pump out this kid. If there was like, get better. 
Well, I mean, okay, let's let me ask a couple questions before we, we go into this. Is there a vaccination anywhere like in the future? Does there, is there hope for a vaccination or we just can't? Well, the hypothetical I gave is that it never ends. So no. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, then absolutely not. I would not bring a child into this environment. Right. I wouldn't even think about it. I don't think I get a dog. Why not the dog? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just... <laughs> Why, what the, do- the dog doesn't care. That's fair. That's fair. It can't oh, get it. Anyway. Nick, I love you so much. <laughs> no, I just feel like uh, just a heads up. The dog can, in fact, get it. <laughs> Wait, Same what? Yeah, that's what I was told by the vet. I thought the whole thing was that they dogs couldn't get it. You're and going to the wrong vet, dude. And then that <laughs> tiger got they, it. I think they can get it, but they're asymptomatic or something like that. I don't know, man. The vet was I like, don't think hey, it shows be careful. Your dog can get it, so don't let him. The like, tiger was it. really sleepy, though. When you saw pictures of me, he's like, oh, I'm sleepy. So, like, to be clear, you're saying nothing changes from here on out. That, like, So it's still, we're working from home. We can't be around people six feet from everything. Yeah. That's the new normal. Forever, mm-hmm. you can't go concerts, can't go out. If you go out, you can't. Well, touch I just think stuff more about the kids being able to play together. You know what I mean? That that's you know, Nick want to get a dog, but that <laughs> I'm more worried about. Yeah, like the well, kid. Is, yeah, no, no, that's I know, I know. I'm, I'm thinking through know. the equation you brought up. Yeah, I don't. I mean, like, I think I'm looking outside right now at these kids. This all came up to me because I'm like, the, the, there's these kids that live across the street and they're always scooting around and shit. Sure. Yeah, hold on, time out. Whatever happened with Ding Dong Ditch? That's still happening. They now need down ditch across the street. Good. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> cool. Greg scared them off. Their parents. And when they them, it, I told them the story about the parents, like hearing it all happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Since then, like they're scared of our house. They look at your ring doorbell when they do it and they're like, <laughs> I we still listen think, to the podcast. Still, Thanks guys. I still think every once in a while you should get Kevin to just sit up there. Just wait. Just and wait. As, as they pass and look, he jumps down and like attacks, but the bars stop him. Well, we now know where they live. Oh, are we taking the fight to them? Can we start ding dong ditching them, please? Definitely. I'm super down. The parents would definitely know it's us, but hey, I'm still down. Hey, you but know I see what? these kids and they're just like skateboarding around. And I've seen this kind of like go from a couple weeks ago, there's like a group of like 10 kids because kids move in packs. But then eventually that group started dwindling. Now it's these kids that now there's just two of them and they're clearly brothers. They're wearing masks at all times, like outside. It's just like, I feel like we just, I keep seeing it get worse and worse and worse. But it's like, at what point would it just be like, yeah, kids aren't allowed to have friends and go outside? Exactly. Like, That's such a non fun life. Yeah, no, my, that would suck. You can't. My brother um, wanted, was asking me to sign up for this thing called Facebook Kids. So apparently, Facebook makes a messaging app for kids so that f- young kids, like, as long as you, Greg, let's say you're eight years old and I'm eight years old. <laughs> Yeah. And your parents, your parents have a cell phone. Your parents have a cell phone. Sure. And your best friend, Nick, his parents have a cell phone as well. And you were friends at school. Go ahead, Greg. I'm sorry. How old's Nick in this? I'm eight years old. How old is Nick? 40. He's he's 40. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We've got a Doc Brown party situation. Exactly. Correct. And and, but his parents have a cell phone and you all were great friends in in grade school together, but now you're not seeing each other. So Facebook. Facebook Messenger for kids. I guess it existed already, but now it's being sort of pushed out a little bit more so that, hey, dad, can I use your phone? Because I want to talk to Nick on his parents' phone. Sure. So you could do a little messaging back and forth, and it's like cute. And it's like, it's a separate app, and it's all colorful and pretty and shit. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, But my brother was like, hey, can you, the kids want to talk to you. Can you like set up a little thing to talk to them? And I was like, sure, I guess. Like, why can't I just like, 
FaceTime talk to them with, with that too or with my current Facebook account apparently I could have uh, actually but I I ended up making a instead you look yeah. like a child predator on Facebook kids. yeah and, okay. and it's like and it's like Andy Cortez who is your kid and I was like Andy Cortez <laughs> so it's just a photo of me <laughs> This is gonna get you on an FBI watch list. And I did all fast. and I did all that shit. And then I like <laughs> and then I told and they kept asking me, create a color theme. And I was like, I've done this four times already. I want the fucking aqua color. Oh, please tell me you did four kids. No, no, no. But then no, eventually <laughs> eventually uh my brother's like, No, you actually don't have to make an account. You could just talk to them with your regular Facebook Messenger app. I fucking hate Facebook, man. It's awful. That's I, so hate, I hate everything about the UI. I can never find anything on that website. No, me too. I, can, you know, I can't either. Sharing a video? Good luck. It's the oh, worst, yes. dude. It's the worst. I was trying to look for a photo, and it's like, where are my goddamn pictures at? Like, I'm trying to find a photo from when Andy was kid? 20. For when Andy was Facebook. 20. Facebook tries to do too much. Like, there's the whole Facebook marketplace now where they're like, hey, do no. you did you like looking at pictures? I mean, you know what I mean? But, like, every time you go to like the sidebar to find groups or to find anything they keep adding more shit where it's like facebook services facebook this facebook that i'm like i get it facebook you want to be everything but you're good at nothing just focus on like a couple things first please hate it focus on on that you know what i mean i I don't fucking need your, your garage sale over here you know so to answer your question tim um what was your question if we have kids in the pandemic oh. or whatever. The, see, the problem is this, is that I think it's always hard to consider a child's, a childhood that's not your own, right? So to have one so dramatically different. And I feel like, you know, humanity has to go on, some would say. And so, like, people are going to adjust to it. And then the the act of being a kid would be different, right? Like, it would change. And so it's hard right now to go from zero to 60 and figure out what that would look like by the time you're actually having a kid that should be socializing and going out and do something. Granted, they should early on as well, but I mean, like to where it would be like matter. Cause I was thinking, I don't know if you saw, uh, you know, Jessica Chobot, uh, Blair Herder, they just got their son Emerson a dog. Cause in, when they put up the post about it, it was very much like Emerson's having trouble with not being able to go out and see, you know, the whole like see his friends, see other children kind of thing. And so clearly it would weigh on them, but it's also taking away something they know right now. Right. So if you introduce it as the new normal and they knew nothing else, it's just history books to where we look back and like the idea of riding a horse to work right is crazy. So I mean, yeah. like, I'm, it's it's, not I'm not, that, I'm not like, stoked about new, it, right? Yeah, my, the new normal though wouldn't just be about like, oh, it's cool for them. So then I need to deal with them that much more. Sure, no, I know. Yeah, it'd be new. It'd yeah, like new your kids are normal. Well. You're already seeing that. You're already seeing our friends on uh, yeah. Instagram. Facebook and Twitter stuff talk about what it's like to try to suddenly work from home, but also have their their kids there and not only have their kids there, but have their kids not at school. Right. So everyone's life is in complete disarray, but trying to find a new normal for it where you can still do your work, but also not feel like you're ignoring your kid. But also you have to pay the bills. I just feel like if it got to that point, right, where because there's there's, you know, a certain spectrum of whether or not people die from this thing, I feel like if it got to the point where there was just never like a never ending cycle of that people would just go fuck it. I'm going outside. I'm not doing this anymore. Like that's the thing I wonder is what is the breaking point of, of like, because they're thinking, obviously we're recording this as of what the 21st of April and in, in San Francisco, the mayor has said, this is going to go to the third, but Gavin Newsom has basically said, our governor has said, this is indefinite. And we're already seeing states start push back on that. And some of them are saying they're going to open where everyone, all signs are basically pointing to like, maybe i would say like a 50 60 possibility that they're going to punt us into june so like past that 
we're already people already in San Francisco are like, fuck it. And I'm seeing way every time I go out, like I'll drive to the office or if I drive over to like Starbucks to get a cup of coffee, way more people out this week than there was last week. And that just keeps going where I think people are slowly but surely just going to start pushing against the limits of what they're quote unquote supposed to do until either the the local government goes, hey, we got to push back or fuck it, let people go. Like I literally went for a walk the other day and without thinking, like I had my mask on without thinking, I looked over and I saw a fucking magazine store open. And it's a magazine store that I used to go to all the time when I lived over in Knob Hill. And I'm like, oh, my God, a magazine store. And I had a cup of coffee with me. And with I just randomly walked in. I just walked in and I started browsing magazines. And guess what happened right afterward? A very large cop walked in after me and was like, hey, man. <laughs> and I looked over at him and he was talking to the guy that runs the place. He goes, you know, you're not an essential business, right? And the guy's like. The guy was like, I mean, I was told I got I got cleared through so and so. And he goes, listen, I'm not here to shut you down. I don't like that. I have to do this for the record. Like, I get that this sucks for you. I don't like having to do this either. And I'm not going to give you a ticket or anything. But I'm letting you know, I'm not the person that decides that sooner or later, the, the people that come by to actually give you tickets are going to come by and they're going to shut you down. Damn. So you just kind of. He, but he was like super cool. He was like, yeah. I, the guy's like, listen, I'm any and like the guy started making the excuses and like trying to trying to, you know, Make his the system a bit, yeah. And the cop was like, I'm not, he's like, bro, I'm not like he was like the chillest cop ever. He's like, I'm not giving you a ticket. I'm not even telling you you gotta shut down. I'm just letting you know. Like, you know you're not supposed to be doing this. And unless you have like really good like paperwork or an email that says you are, someone's gonna be here like soon to shut you down. And then he kind of looked at me as I was buying a magazine and I was like, Oh, <laughs> am I doing something illegal? Like, am I breaking the law? But like that's Sir, get in the back of my yeah, face. Oh you my are. God. And man, and I see that like there's people there are like there's paddy wagons everywhere and there's like cops. It, started it was this week that they started actually finding people. I was reading an SFT article that um they Dolores Park as of Sunday, um, they have cops go by and like people getting fined left and right, like thousand dollar fines if you're out in Dolores Park because you're just tomorrow the day you have to wear a face mask. You have to start wearing face masks. Right. And they're shutting down streets for uh the couple blocks away, just like an entire street for like four miles is just going to be you can't you're not even allowed to be on it are the parks other parks closing or are you just not allowed, like are you allowed to walk through the park or is it like you're only allowed you're allowed to exercise but right. it's like it's clear but that's you're exercising but and if you're picnicking or right. like literally i went to i think i was in a park a couple of days ago just like walking through and i just saw nothing but families just sitting and i'm like yeah. i don't think this is what they intended i think no it's not and i they don't think get that's fine and they literally had kids and there's like babies that were just running around and dogs were going out to people. I'm like, and it's, it's off putting because at a certain point I blinked my eye and I forgot what was going on until I looked up and saw someone in a mask and I'm like, Oh fuck. Right. Like we're still in the middle of this thing. This is bad. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Wild honey. I I've been, I've been walking a lot lately and going on these urban hikes. Thank you, Nick, for starting the trend. You're, you're really, you know what, Andy, I'm glad that it's, it's impacted your life positively and that it I'm has. the sole purpose for this. It certainly has. I, yeah, I give you full credit, full credit. Thanks, Nick. Andy. I deserve But that. yeah, I totally agree where I feel like every time I go out, I see more and more people out and, and I worry that like, are we, are we getting complacent? Am I getting complacent? You know, like, am I kind of fighting against this? I'm wearing a mask, but I still, I still worry. Now there's rumors out there, or not rumors, but reports that the coronavirus is killed by sunlight. So, like, sh- is that 
okay now to is, go outside? Is the coronavirus like, a vampire? I, don't <laughs> I haven't heard that report yet. I don't yeah, think yeah, that's yeah. accurate at all. No, 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 no. I'm serious. This isn't a joke. Yeah. The they, coronavirus is killed by sunlight. That yeah, like crazy. Yeah, like a like extreme heat or just sunlight. I, I think all of that was just really. Their, it was their, like a yeah. It was like the Yahoo. They were like, hoping years. for that. And they oh, hope yeah. that the summer coming in is going to. Yeah, I think that was more the of. case of like because it was warmer, it was going to help. I mean, but. yeah, I'm looking like government reports. Kill, uh, sunlight kills coronavirus quickly, says government report. Huh. This is like if you just Google Preliminary that. Results like, from government lab experience experiments show that the coronavirus does not survive long in high temperatures and high humidity and is quickly destroyed by sunlight, providing ev- providing evidence from collected tests of what scientists believe, but had not yet proved to be true. Hmm. This is Yahoo News I'm reading from. Good. Then I'm going to go walk through a park. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's the takeaway. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, the, the takeaway is that you have to go outside if you're a human being. You cannot stay You cannot stay indoors the rest of your life or you're going to go fucking crazy and start getting very depressed. Like human beings are social people. We need other, we need other humans around us to interact or else our anxiety levels go up, our sleep levels go down, and all sorts of wacky shit starts happening. So I don't like the idea of there being an eventuality where we even come close to allow that to happen of we all just have to never leave our house houses ever again. That just sounds like a fucking horror show to me. Yeah. I mean, that's like what, you know, Italy had to move to when everything went to hell. Hell SF Chronicle has SF to begin. Here comes an ad closing city street, city streets to cars to encourage social distancing during coronavirus outbreak. San Francisco transportation officials are planning to temporarily close off a number of streets to car traffic in the coming weeks in an effort to open up more space for pedestrians to practice social distancing during the coronavirus pandemic. Because, yeah, I've understood it, obviously. I mean, get out for, they, they encourage you to get out and go for a walk and be outside. You just have to either stay in the group of who you live with and then social well, – I shouldn't say – or stay with the group you're with, obviously, that you live with, your partners or whatever, and then the six feet, you know, difference. Yeah, but, I mean, respectfully, and granted, I'm not a – I'm not – I haven't taken a huge um, census – uh, with all due respect, <laughs> I mean, we I think people are doing that. And I don't think that the, I think the measures we've already taken have proven that they're working because I think we've only had what in the teens of deaths. Well, they're not doing it now because now people are going out and standing way too close to each other. And it's like, I feel like over the last couple of weeks, like and you guys are all saying this, like it's just more and more people are out there now. Right. But more and more saying- drastic things need to be put in place to like stop these stupid fuckers from going out there standing next to each other. Right. But what I'm saying is we all all the measures that we had before worked and so the question is like how much longer are do we need to keep doing all this stuff if the bay area is doing like has already succeeded in doing what we needed to do which was flattening that curve well it didn't though because now now in the last week it's went more than the entire time of san francisco so far has it yeah that's Mm -hmm. why the newsom or whatever today was talking about all the oh yeah i didn't watch anything today great yeah yeah i don't know well at least we're not protesting (laughs) <laughs> not yet but let me tell you man let me, i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of super liberal people obviously in the bay area who are like obviously spreading a positive message of being like hey we need to we need to do this and we need to all band together and stay indoors but give it two more months and we'll see how we'll see where, mm. where we'll see where those protests start coming from because if at a certain point if people have to do this indefinitely that's, that's just not going to be acceptable real it's quick to not. jump off what tim said chronicle again bay area coronavirus hospital cases decline as california slowly rise yeah so i think it's la that's fucking up the curb and that's that's the big problem is that newsom was like other states are making their lieutenant governors 
in charge of different areas. So if we had, if we were able to just operate as our own independent, like Northern California area, we could loosen up the restrictions on what was going on. But like LA has had, I think they were like, they were later than us to shelter in place. And I think that they, they had a, uh, they've had a big, up, uh, not uprising, but um, uptick. <laughs> the uprising is yeah, uprising. I, I'm not seeing it right now on SF Gate, but it was definitely in the last couple of days where it was a thing where Laguna Honda Hospital, Francisco, and a uh, old person's home in not SF but Bay Area mm-hmm. got hit hard, and it like re- that's the thing that like super tipped the numbers because a lot yeah. of people got affected at once. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I know there was a like a couple weeks ago. I know there was a homeless shelter that had an outbreak. Which was uh, that's terrifying to think about. Totally, uh, considering like, they, like literally, they have nowhere else to go. That's the scary thing. Is like, the homeless population is what terrifies me because they don't play by anyone's rules, man. They don't fuck around. They're like, we'll do whatever the fuck I want to do, uh, yeah. and they just roam around and touch everything and have every you know, they're just everywhere. Like that's it's 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 trippy to walk around because you don't see people, but you see a lot of homeless people, and you see well, a yeah, lot of people. No, there's like, no one else in the street for the most yeah, part. No again, to your point, there's more people. Yeah, you see more people coming out, but yeah. it is that thing when you walk around, you're like, oh man, there's like, I was walking around uh, going out to the store, what Sunday, I guess, and it was that thing of like, oh man, like everyone who's on the street right now is a homeless person. That's crazy. Yeah, pretty fucking nuts. It's pretty crazy that even even like a global pandemic cannot keep. Like cannot cannot give the authorities what they need to actually remove homeless people from the streets. Well, like they the still are not for a while, right? They're trying to get them go, go to. They're trying to, but I mean, again, they can't compel them to because they can't scoop you up and like violate your civil rights by saying you have to get into a car, even though you actually have only done like a misdemeanor. So that's that's the big problem is that they're like, all, despite the fact that all these people are loitering and potentially causing, um, you know, some social havoc. You still can't compel them. You can't take their stuff. You can't touch their stuff because it's still their private property. So mm. it's such a weird thing where I'm like, even this, even like a massive public safety outbreak has, that's happening, can't, and the cops still can't do shit to homeless people. That's still crazy to me. It's fucking insane. God bless San Francisco. There's enough problem. Anyway. Make sure you guys get your exercise in, though, because it is important to stay healthy, too. That's the other. That's the, the flip side of the coin is with everyone sitting indoors, we're all very sedentary. So you have to make sure that you're getting at least a little bit of exercise in so your immune system stays strong, because that's completely, utterly pointless to separate yourself from every other human being on the planet and then let your immune system just drop. And then immediately, like the first time you go out, you just get the, a scathing version of it. That would be you, know the what I want? you know what I want, Nick? I want at any moment. To have, the, I want to have the technology for that at any moment. Yusuf Magid can pop up on my screen and be like, "Andy, drop the fuck down and give me twenty push-ups." And I do push-ups for him, and I'm like, "All right, thank, you. sorry, Yusuf, my bad." Like, and Bro, then, you, and then thirty you... minutes later, he pops up again. Like, I need twelve burpees right now, dude. Three sets of them. Let's go. And like, I, I feel like he'd be a really good motivator because I mean, scared. I'm sure. Are you looking at his uh, Instagram? Because his Instagram's got him doing all sorts of crazy push-ups shit now. He's got, I mean, dude, oh my gosh, the wide my ones God. where he's like doing this thing. Like it's, it's, it's so intimidating. The Spider-Man thing. Yeah. It's oh. so cool looking. Well, he's but got I that, want, that, but that I band. Coach he's got that band. You know what I mean? He's got this yeah. weird plastic the band wrapped around him and stuff. Bands, yeah. yeah. Those are huge right now because they don't take up a lot of space and you don't, you know, they're not big weights. They're not big dumbbells or anything like that. My entire room right now is just covered in bands. So many bands. Too many bands. I got too many bands. Uh-oh. Hello. Hey, Yusuf, it's Nick Scarpino. You're on uh, the Kind of Funny Podcast, man. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm wonderful, Nick. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well, man. Listen, we were talking. What's that? 
Oh, you can't keep in mind that Yusuf can't hear it. Yeah. That's okay. Uh, you're on with the guys, and Andy and I were talking about your amazing workout regimen, and Andy said, I wish Yusuf could just pop up on the computer right now and tell me to do 30 push-ups. So do you mind just telling Andy to do 30 push-ups right now? Too many, 30. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, sh- should I call him myself? Yeah, why don't, go ahead, yeah, go ahead and call Andy right now, oh. and uh, we'll see if he's not a coward and he picks up the phone. That'd be great. It's worth pointing out. Yeah, we'll just- All right, thanks, man. As Bye. Nick grabbed his phone to call Yousef, I texted Yousef and I said, <laughs> I fucking love you, Greg. After 20 push-ups, yeah. <laughs> Wait, Did you say 20, Andy? I'm sorry. I think I told him 30. Damn. <laughs> I hope he meets in the middle with 25. <laughs> <laughs> I might be over there. Where's your phone, Andy? Is it on your couch? What's, going, what's up? Yeah, man. Oh, I lost service. It's oh, We can call him back. Um, <laughs> why, why am I getting a call through the Google Voice thing? Oh, hi. Because you won't. Oh, because oh, I said FaceTime. I forgot you're a weird. Hey, what's up? Yusuf, how's it going, bro? Hey, Andy. Uh, Yusuf McGee from Ubisoft here. Uh, our mutual colleague and friend, Nick Sarpino, just called me. Yeah, I've heard, um, him. He heard told him. me. Uh, he, he told me that you've been neglecting your workouts during this uh, this pandemic time. Um, and I'll just have you know that I won't stand for it. Okay. Uh, you're yeah. a good friend of mine. I care about you. I care about your well being. Mm-hmm. I care about your health. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm going to need you to, to, to give me. At least thirty push-ups right now. Thirty, ooh, at least. gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> minimum. That's a minimum call right there. Okay. <laughs> All right, Yusuf. Thanks, Coach. I, pre- I I'm sorry, Coach. Sorry about that, man. I'll get. I'll get right to it. Yeah. I need you to step it up every day. You got to get better. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right. God bless you, man. Take it easy. Take it easy. I feel like, I feel like you're not going to do the push-ups. What do you mean? Do it right, right now. Let's go, you coward. Push the chair out of the way and get on the <laughs> 30, goddamn floor. He's a lot, bro. He's many 30 here. Right Give me 30. Give him, count them off for me. Give me two sets of 15. Yeah, but you can break them up over the show. It's fine. Like, I unplugged you. the mic, so I don't want you all like coming through the feedback, but I still want to be able to hear it, you know? Okay. Now, you have no one to blame but, uh, on this but yourself, Andy. Right, here you go. Okay. So if you're an audio listener, Andy is in a Celeste shirt. Now. I can't see him because he blinds him. now just a black void. Can you see? Yeah, we can see you now. You have to look up, oh, though. No. You can't look down. If you look down, you, you, you disappear. Oh, but looking up so hard. Wow. Okay. We'll well, see the can't, it's hard to count. You know what I mean? Otherwise, so that's two. Oh, oh, I can't see one, shit. Four, <laughs> five, six, seven, eight, eight, nine, nine, ten. Do you count way too fast? It's going way slower. 13. I'm just looking for that little spot 15, of gray that disappears 16, and reappears. 17. I assume that's 18, one up and down. 19, 20, 21, 22. 23, 24, 25, 26, Jesus 27, Christ. 28, 29, 30. There it is. Everybody. There it is. You can do 30. See, good for you, puppy. Look at him. Oh, shit. That's How you feeling? Huh? I felt it, man. I've only ever gone to like 25 whenever Look I get You push it. You got better. Get you better every day. Get better every day, and you did it. Oh, damn. Good episode, guys. <laughs> what's the thumbnail what's the thumbnail andy does some subs <laughs> your personal your personal trainer yousef mcgee that could be it uh, pete d writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny and says in back to the future in review you guys talked about michael j fox replacing eric stoltz and the differences in the way they portrayed the character of marty if you had the opportunity to go back and recast the lead actor in a film of your choice what change would you make? Think of a movie. Recast Think about going back and recasting that person. Edward Norton. Norton. As the Hulk. should be in the Hulk. Mm. You think he should have stayed? No, the other way. Mark Ruffalo. You want Mark oh, Ruffalo coming in? in? The oh, Hulk, the Hulk. Hulk. Oh, interesting. He okay. just wasn't big enough back then, though, man. Norton was the shit back then. Norton. 
the Nor- the Norton antivirus. Um, <laughs> I tell you what I would do. I probably would do. The Can I do one real quick? Go yeah. for it, Kyle. I I'd want to put uh, Bruce Willis in Valerian to see if if his if he could do what he did for Fifth Element. You know that just be super charismatic and see what that does for the movie. Not that I have anything wrong with uh, what is it, Dahan? Dane Dahan. Yeah, it's just I I want to see who was the problem there. You know. Well, Bruce Willis traditionally very hard to work with, so I don't know if he would have been. Like you, you have two Sorry. elements there that are. I meant that? young, fun Bruce Willis. You oh, know? you mean Bruce Willis before like a mega star? Yeah, that been Bruce Willis. Yeah, it's funny because I because I've heard rumors and I mean these are just rumors I really read up on, but that that Luke Besson is really fucking like a really hard person to work with as well. So it's unbelievable to me that Luke Besson and and, and uh, uh, Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis were able to get together and actually make something amazing with the fifth element because that could have been a powder keg just waiting to go off. But it is one of my favorite fucking movies. Andy, when's the last time you saw The Fifth Element? It's been ooh, maybe like five years or so. I love that movie. Okay. It's one of my faves. Yeah. Oh, my I God. First, if it was Tim's Tim's mic is so white that it looked like it was keyed out. Yeah. <laughs> do you see that? That's a yeah, trip. It looks like somebody green screened out his mic and his chair. Here's what I would do. And these were early casting rumors as well. I would replace... Toby Maguire with Jake Gyllenhaal in yeah. the Raimi mm. Spider-Man movies. Mm. That would have made mm. that so much better. I, I think he's just so. more charismatic. He's he's cuter, you know. Although although we wouldn't have him as uh, Mysterio now, and like, yeah, like Toby Maguire as Mysterio. No. <laughs> I mean, no. Oh, no. Um, or, or the or the worst part it would be Topher Grace. We just have to like Topher Grace, like the poor man's Toby Maguire. First off, let's not insult Topher Grace. All right. I love Topher Grace. Topher Grace could have been a better Pretty Parker than Tobey Maguire as well. I'd say. Yeah, he was. He, I mean, he wasn't a great Eddie Brock or Venom, obviously, but actually, his Eddie Brock wasn't terrible. That wasn't bad. I mean, the movie's sympathetic. He's got to work with a bad script, but you know. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if Jake Gyllenhaal back then would have. I don't know if he, like I know they're similar, so I get why you'd say that. I don't know that he'd be a great Peter Parker though, I or Spider Man. Really? Really? I mean, he's just. I probably would have preferred him over Toby, but I don't know that he has that it factor for really for, for oh, that character. He's too manly. He's skinny and tiny, but like, but it's not, like Donnie Darko. He wasn't yeah manly. He was a kid. He he struck me as a kid then. Think a big bubble boy. Big yeah, Google bubble, bubble boy and tell me that kid would have boy a fucking park. <laughs> that would have worked. I uh, I've been watching uh, through a lot of like alien and predator content on YouTube, sure. which which yeah, for predator me. hunting grounds. I appreciate it. Uh, no, yeah, no problem, man. I'm glad uh, I'm glad I got invited to play that and then do the impressions. Um, you did. That's that's a real thing you're doing this week. Don't forget. Am I? Yeah. <laughs> Great. Um, which McCall? Oh, that's what I was gonna say. So obviously, like one of the one of the more interesting things that happened with the Predator series was when when John McTiernan and Arnold Schwarzenegger got together to make predator like they made magic and then joel silver evidently the story goes that they the studio wasn't sure if they wanted to do a sequel to it so joel silver they had launched a comic book um and based on the success of that joel silver went back to fox and said hey this did really really well i think there's still a huge audience for predator i think we can make this into a franchise um and so they started writing ideas down and i guess the first draft of the script i guess two things came into play one was john mctiernan after predator his quote went up like $2 million. So he was like, I want two mil. Or I'm not even fucking stepping foot on in the jungle. And Fox was like, we can't, we're not going to pay you that. That's just too much money. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger saw that. And then he saw the script 
and I think there was the in, the the upcoming production of like um, Terminator Two, and he was just like, I think I'm going to focus on that. I'm not going to be in Predator, but it would have been so cool to see what would have happened if they had got John McTiernan back because they got the original writers back, the original writers of Predator. Yeah, I guess those wow. two guys like were they were hired back. Like Joel Silver hired them back because they had written the comic book as well um, to do the script, and they were like, we want Arnold back. We want to do a continuation of this. Um, and do you know what it was going to be? Was it going to be the predators hunting him down? Like you motherfuckers, you got away from one of our dudes. But you no, I, I, I think the comic book. If I'm not, I've never read the comic book. This is based on just like you know a how it is. There's, quick... like, there's like so many predator comic books now. I don't even know. So Concrete about. Jungle, I think, was what the what what the um, original comic book was called, and Such I think it had cool to do had to do with um, Dutch Arnold Schwarzenegger's character Dutch. Uh, his brother, I guess, was a cop in New York and encounters this thing. And I, I don't know how that was supposed to play in. There was there was a couple of people who were saying that the um, they offered Arnold Schwarzenegger the role of Keys, who went which went to Gary Busey. So Arnold, like the whole concept would have been like uh, I think or I think they were like they were trying to get uh, what's his name like uh, Patrick Swayze to be the main character in Predator Two, and then have Arnold Schwarzenegger come in halfway through the movie to be the Keys mm-hmm. character, who was like you don't know what the fuck you're dealing with here like back the fuck off and have that dynamic be able to happen. But Arnold was like, I don't like that take at all on it and having, he's like, I don't like it being an urban setting. I don't like any of that stuff. And, and the writers were like, we don't really like, yeah, they were like, we don't really want to go back into the, um, the jungle. And they wanted to play around with the idea of like an earth that was, I don't know if you guys have ever seen predator two, but I, I I'm watching it again. I'm like, I really like this fucking movie, but it has to do with like a not so, like kind of the near future, but the movie still kind of has that feel of like it's set in 1997, but it has a feel of like an alternate future in 1997 where like global warming is, is so warm that like, or has warmed the planet so much that like everyone's just constantly sweating in LA, which has created this like jungle like humidity where the predator can come and thrive. And then he comes to like Los Angeles and starts hunting down gang members. That was Fucking the main God. thing I remember about that movie was Danny Glover. Danny Glover, not Donald Glover. Very sweaty, the whole movie. Like <laughs> everybody was so moist and gl- they were just glistening and reflective in that whole movie. And they talk about it a lot too. That that the heat becomes sort of a character in the movie. And it was the whole point of that was that it was like the the predator supposedly, and obviously there's like other material where they're like, we don't need it doesn't fucking matter. Like the alien versus predator, they go to the goddamn Arctic circle. Yeah. So none of this really matters at all. But um, yeah, they were saying like that was one of their motivations behind it was they were like the earth has warmed so much that they can hunt anywhere now on earth. And he decides to come, the newer predator decides to come to LA and hunt like, and and like watches um, Lieutenant Hardigan, who is uh, Donald Glover or Danny Glover's character. Um, like he watches him fuck up some gang members and then starts like stalking him. And it's like a more fucked up cat and mouse game where he starts killing all of his friends first and all this shit. And it's like, it's a lot more deep than the first predator. Actually, I, I'm really enjoying watching it back a second time. And if we ever do Predator in review, I think you guys are really going to enjoy you it too. If we do Predator in review, what a day! I, I mean, there's a lot more good Predators than there are bad Predators. I'll put it out there. I Whoa, just watched, that's a I'll claim. Say I'll say it. I think Predator I'll say One, <laughs> Predator One, You're Predator still Two, and Predators, the movie with Adrian Brody, are all very entertaining movies. I think they're <laughs> definitely worth a watch. What, what are the other ones? Besides, what are the other ones? Because there's two AVPs. There's Alien vs. Predator, Alien vs. Predator Requiem, Predator 1, Predator 2, Predators, um, and The Predator, which just came out with uh, with, Shane Black, with Shane Black's Predator, and it's a weird movie. It didn't mm. really do it for me. I heard but it sucks. It's <laughs> it's very it's very much like Shane Black wrote a draft, and, and the studio was like, oh, he'll probably clean up some of these things that don't need to be in there, and they just went straight to shooting. It's very Shane... It's, it's got all that weird, sarcastic Shane uh, Black humor that just... 
works totally well when when it's the nice guys with Ryan Gosling and uh, what's his name, uh, the guy from Gladiator, Russell Crowe. Yeah, Russell Crowe, like a movie like that, you're like, this movie's made for Shane Black. Let's just hang out with these characters, have them talk shit to each other, solve a mystery or whatever. They're detectives. But in a Predator movie, you're like, why does, like, Thomas Jane's character has Tourette's and it doesn't play anything into the the, the thing at all, except it's just every once in a while he just says, like, pussy. He just screams it. And you're like, well, that just totally interrupted this tense scene. Why would we need that to happen? It, it, he made some interesting choices in it. But Boyd Holbrook's pretty good in it. Nick, I bought it. I bought The Predator. Predator, oh, cool. Original series, Let me know Con- what you think. Concrete Jungle and other stories. Before Predator 2 was ever conceived as a film, writer Mark Viernahan and artist Chris Warner created an acclaimed comic book sequel to Predator that took the alien trophy hunters from the jungles of Central America to the concrete jungle of New York City, where they face Dutch Schaefer's big brother, who's an NYPD detective. Yeah. <laughs> Weird that the, the German escalation. guy. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was, it's interesting, and I understand that they had to have a little bit of a, of a connection to the original character, because sure. you have to think like this was probably one of the only things predator related to come out after predator oh sure in the yeah, 80s. Yeah. so they probably wanted a bit of a through line there but it's just a cool it's a cool concept because it, it, it's for me it's it was one of the first stories to create a, a cinematic world that like ever really i remember thinking like well that's so weird they're going they're making a sequel to predator without arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, and it's just a totally different cast in a totally different year. It's like ten years after the events of the first Predator happened. It's happening totally in vibes, downtown yeah. LA, and it was like at first I kind of revolted against it. I think a lot of people did, where they're like, "This is dumb. This isn't Predator." But the more and more you watch it, you're like, "How fucking cool is it that they can just do like they could just do another Predator story with a totally different cast, totally different place on Earth?" And they did that with Predators, where they like I don't want to spoil the big the big surprise of that, but. Um, it's just cool that they build out this world that these things have been around forever and they're just they're just these hunters that can't be stopped and they just encounter these cool warriors throughout time. Pretty when fun. did Predator come out? Predator, I want to say it was like 87, yeah. Hmm. Sorry, I'm, I'm now adding it to my uh, thing. I'm definitely, I am watching Predator again, ladies and gentlemen, to get ready for it. Awesome. I think it might be on a uh, IFC if you have that channel. You might be able to rent it there. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I not. Maybe I have YouTube TV. That doesn't sound like something. Uh, it might be there for, it's probably there for rental. But, uh, I want to come back and ask P- or answer Pete D's question here of who I would replace in a movie. But first, I want to tell you about our sponsor. This episode of the Kind of Funny Podcast is brought to you by Honey. You've heard me talk about Honey before. It is a free add-on for your browser that saves you money. It is super simple, of course. I use it all the time. I actually just redeemed it for an Amazon card, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Basically, what you do is you go and you download Honey. How do you download Honey? Honey is a free online shopping tool that saves you money online. I already covered that, of course. But what you need to do is go to honey.com slash kinda. When you go there, you're going to download this widget. In three clicks, it's installed. And guess what? It's just a little widget I'm putting on my computer. It lives up here on my Google Chrome. And when I go and I check out on all the stores I use online, it'll pop it and it goes, hey, Honey's checking for coupons. Because what it does is it looks through all the coupon codes that are available on the internet to find you the code for the site you're on so that it can be used there, save you money, save you time. And it save if you log in with your Gmail or whatever you want to. There's a bunch of ways to log in. I log in with my Gmail. Uh, it'll accrue honey coins there that you can then use to redeem for things like Amazon money, which is what I did, Greg Miller, for my Amazon uh, points. 
Honey has found over 18 million members, more than $2 billion in savings. Uh, did you know that Honey supports over 30,000 stores online? And they're adding more every day. Users love Honey. That's why it has more than 100,000 five-star reviews on the Google Chrome store. Like I said, you go there, you check out, little box drops down, you click apply coupons, it searches, gives you the promo codes that's the best, and the prices drop. Not using Honey is literally passing up free money. It's free to use, and it installs in just two clicks. I said three, I lied. Two clicks. Uh, Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kinda. That's joinhoney.com slash kinda. My name is Greg Miller. I can't recommend this service enough because I legitimately use it all the time. It's right there. Kevin, am I lying? No, you're telling the truth, Greg. Our other sponsor is ExpressVPN. Okay, so we all know how ExpressVPN protects you and your privacy online, right? And your security, all that jazz. But here's something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. Now that so many of us are stuck at home, it's only a matter of time until you run out of things to binge on Netflix. Uh, we have a friend who's been using ExpressVPN instead of being stuck on uh, that their Netflix in America to stream Dr. Who, not Hugh, Dr. Hugh Who on UK Netflix. Uh, it's so simple to do you fire up the express vpn app you change your location to the uk and you reflect refresh netflix that's it you're in it's amazing uh you see express vpn hides your ip address and lets you control where you want sites to think you're located you can choose from almost 100 different countries so just think about all the netflix libraries you can browse uh of course uh we've talked about express vpn uh, before they've sponsored kind of funny before they are great you can use it to you know use that uh hide your ip address which is great uh protect all your accounts make sure nobody's snooping on you online but in these times of sheltering in place they're expressing that you can of course use express vpn to get better netflix libraries along with uh hulu bbc iplayer youtube and more you name it you can use it plus it's compatible with all your devices your phones your media consoles your smart tvs and more so you can watch what you want on a personal device or the big screen wherever you are if you visit my special link right now at expressvpn.com slash kind of funny you can get an extra three months of express vpn for free support the show watch what you want and protect yourself with express vpn at expressvpn.com slash kind of funny Oh, so hey everybody welcome back from the ad it's written the predator the original comic series concrete jungle and other stories written by mark verheiden verheiden oh, i'll yeah. send you the link here on comiXology it's okay. on your slack yeah i want to read that oh yeah so jim thomas and john jim and john Oof. thomas wrote predator 2 and i think they wrote predator 1 so it was different guys sorry okay. I'm so pretty dope there. um the one i want to do this is i'm totally stealing this is when I put my old brain bank way back in the day, and it makes sense for our next in review series. But I want to do Dogma, and I want to replace uh, replace the lead uh, leading lady, uh, Linda Fiorentino. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but you know Fiorentino. Her. That's right. I nailed it. Oof, man. Yeah, yeah, she was from Men in Black. She was great. Exactly from Men in Black, uh, the lead in Dogma, right? In the commentary for Dogma, when you watch it and Kevin Smith's talking with his friends about it or whatever, he talks about how he almost cast Ginny Garofalo in that role. Instead, oh. as like the side, the friend or whatever, and he regrets that because I think him and Linda didn't get along or whatever. And it's that thing of like once he says that and you think about that character, I think she would bring so much liveliness to it. And I don't know if how when the last time you watched Dogma is, but like granted, it's a tragic character uh, in Dogma, uh, the one that Linda plays. But I still think that Janine Garofalo's like sarcastic edge and like liveliness of it would have brought something to that role more than Linda did. No offense to her. But I also don't think about that often of who I would recast or do or whatever. But when Kevin Smith said that, it's been so hard for me ever to watch that movie since and be like, oh, man, it should have been that way. I mean, you want to talk such about such a weird thing, man. I was telling you this yesterday, Greg. Yeah. Impossible to watch now. Like, What's it's dogma? Not, 
yeah, it's not on streaming services. It's not available digitally, period, hard stop, because Miramax, some weird deals between who owned it and where it got sold, it kind of like is lost in limbo where oh, it just sucks. Nobody can even put it out. So the only way you can watch it digitally right now, it's on YouTube. Like you can watch the movie straight up on YouTube. It's not legit or whatever, but like it's yeah. the entire movie in HD and like no one's going to take it down because nobody has the – the rights to the it. The rights to it. That's fucking <laughs> yeah, crazy. Can you imagine if weird. you somehow got the rights to it because you had just had it on YouTube for 10 years? <laughs> You're like, Some I legal shit, yeah. this, but now it's like, it's mine. Well, um, so what's even more bizarre than that, though, is you'd be like, oh, cool. I'll just buy the movie then. It's no, there was one issuing of the Blu ray. If you go right now anywhere to try to buy Dogma, hundreds of dollars. Recently. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that happened with um, one of my favorite movies from the 80s, which um, I don't recommend watching necessarily unless you're a huge Andrew Dice Clay fan. But uh, back in the day, as Andrew Dice Clay was was coming up and like become like blowing up as a superstar, he Joel Silver, the same guy that made Predator and Die Hard and all these things, produced a movie with him, I think directed by Ronnie Harlan called The Adventures of Ford Fairling, which was supposed to be this like his basically like breaking movie that but would break him into a megastar on the world um and it's a really really like beautifully shot movie the content is very inappropriate now by today's standards so if you're offended by anything the androids clay's ever said don't watch it but i remember yeah exactly it's a lot of that it's a lot of misogynistic humor and a lot of a lot of that stuff um but i remember having a soft spot in my heart for it and i was like oh you know i kind of want to watch that again and it used to be on hbo and then hbo lost the rights to it i think i assume their their deal was up so i was like oh i wonder if you could rent this can't rent it anywhere and then I was like, oh, maybe I'll just buy a Blu-ray of it just to keep because I kind of want to start collecting like Blu-rays or Ultra HDs as they do these prints of these movies that I know are going to be harder to get. The only one I could find was like $90 for a Blu-ray for this film. Wow. And then I think the DVD was like 50 or 60. I'm like, no, I'm good. I don't need to see it that much. We yeah, should no, try to nice. buy the rights to one of these movies. I like I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they'd let us for like maybe a million dollars have the rights to the Adventures of Fort Fairlane because that movie <laughs> tanked so hard. He had gotten into like some, he got, he, the movie was was like such a disaster. Well, it's, it sucks because the movie was actually previewing and tracking well, and they were going to have a, they were going to do like this crazy fucking, like I read his autobiography. So he talks about this where he was like, we had this set to do, they were going to do the premiere at the Hollywood bowl. It was like the first time anyone ever had due to done a movie premiere there. They were going to fucking make it like a rock concert because his character is a rock and roll detective. And so it was huge. And then I think, it was his appearance on Saturday Night Live where he pissed someone off. I think he pissed off like Sinead O'Connor. And then and I think that all the interest groups, like the the feminist groups and like the the LGBT community, obviously hated Andrew Clay because he just fucking like relentlessly made fun of all of them in a totally inappropriate way. But they had they were protesting him nonstop and finally it caught on and the and the the world turned on him like that. To the point where the studios, I think it was Fox that made this film, pulled all the advertising dollars for it, pulled it from like almost every screen, and it came out and just fucking just ate shit. And with that, Andrew Clay's career went off a fucking cliff. It was crazy. Cool shit. But talking about recasting, um, uh, one of the things I'd love to see is obviously, like you want to talk about Kevin Smith movies, how amazing would it be if they if he hadn't cast Bruce Willis in Cop Out? If he had had like an up and coming um, comedic actor alongside of tracy morgan who would have wanted to work with them and that could have been and that could have made that movie good because you've i never watched that is it, is it bad strictly because of bruce willis not wanting to play it's just not fun it's just not i've never even movie. heard of this movie so yeah, cop out was so bruce willis uh, uh, as kevin smith's fame rose he started he started directing mainstream movies and he just unfortunately picked the wrong projects the first of which was i think jersey girl maybe it came before this well jersey and girl then, was one of his that was when he wanted to stop doing view skew because he was afraid jay was going to kill himself Oh, okay. Um, 
uh, so either way, he did. I just remember him doing Jersey Girl, and then I, I remember him doing, I think, for Paramount or Warner or Universal. I have no idea, but it was a major <laughs> studio film. Uh, I was like, Paramount sounds right. And I'm like, wait, you don't, know, you don't fucking know what studio put that movie out. Why are we even talking for right? Cop Out? You're talking about? real, cop real out. quick. He experimented with two different movies. One he wrote and didn't direct, which is um, Zach and Mary make a porno, and the right. second Good was. Movie. He didn't write it and he directed it, which is Cop Out. Right. And so obviously a cop out is a very straightforward movie about like two two wacky opposite of the road cops t- teaming up to fight some bad guys. But Bruce Willis and him, that's you know, he tells those stories when he does a live show of how horrible it was to work with Bruce Willis. And he also tells that funny and hilarious. That, that's he, how I know Cop Out is just his yeah. stories on all of his different things about it. But it's the movie that sort of uh, really soured him to Hollywood and vice versa, where I think he was just like after that experience, I just didn't I never wanted to direct because he basically like he was like, I directed that movie for a paycheck. I wanted that my 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 um, if memory serves correct and in, in his live shows, he's talked about how his agent was like, dude, you can get a lot of money for this. And you work with Bruce Willis and like. And he's like, fuck, yeah, let's do this. And he said it was the worst experience ever. And not only that, but the movie tanked. And basically with it, a lot of his cachet in Hollywood went away. And so it would be so interesting to see if that movie had done well. Where, like, Would Kevin Smith be directing Marvel films right now? Would he be directing mm-hmm. instead of doing and, and a great job? Don't get me wrong. I'm like the Marvel tele- or the like DC television. Yeah, side he does all the like he directs CW. Would he be like, would we be reading news of like, hey, Doctor Strange and the, and the whatever the hell the new title for Doctor Strange is? And the Mask of, of the going, Phantasm. In, yeah, instead of going to Sam Raimi or whatever the fuck it is, maybe that went to Kevin Smith, or maybe Kevin Smith got a crack at something. I don't know, but hey, uh, I don't Kevin think odds team. are no because he can't really do his own. He can't do other people's shit. But what did you say about Zach and Mary? Because they both Wikipedia and IMDb have it listed as he directed and wrote Zach and Mary. Make oh, I thought I thought he had just written it and someone else had directed it. No, I think it was, that was just the first one he had done that wasn't was um, through Miramax or like Viewskew. No, Jersey Girl was not the first one that was outside. That wasn't Miramax? View is cute. Well, I don't know about, I'm not, I was saying about View is cute. I wasn't talking about it, that. It's so interesting because the way that, the way Zach and Mary is filmed and just the overall look of it, I knew even at that time, not knowing, I was like, this doesn't feel like a Seth Rogen sort of, uh, yeah. um, what's, uh, who's the, the guy? Who Evan, Goldberg. Evan Goldberg. Yeah, Evan Goldberg or even, um. God, the, the main guy who writes and directs all those movies. Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow. Oh, I was Apatow, like, this yeah. doesn't look like an Apatow movie. Like, this this feels different, you know? I just kind of, there was always a sense of that, you know? So that makes sense. It, it it's was, a good movie, though. It's, I, ended, I, was, I remember watching that being like, huh. And it was weird because I was like, oh, that Jason Mewes guy got, got cast in something else. That's cool. And then <laughs> I don't even think I knew it was a Kevin Smith movie when I saw it. I just thought it was like a Seth Rogen, like Elizabeth Banks movie. Yeah, like, me oh, too. I like those two. I, I literally... Like, I think the first time I saw it, probably just assumed it was the same people who are making, like, Four-Year-Old Virgin. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I saw it for the first time last year, and I thought it was amazing. It's, like, it's super funny. Like, it definitely holds up for for new eyes. Um, But I didn't know Kevin Smith had anything to do with it until the credits hit. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, that's great. Because I saw uh, Muse in it. I was like, oh, whoa, cool. But then, yeah, it was definitely a moment. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, this makes a lot more sense. What a fucking great concept, too. What a simple and perfectly great concept. Love Two it. people can't pay their rent, and they they think, hey, people with, our people that we went to high school with would probably pay to watch us fuck. And that's it. Right. Like, oh, <laughs> that's it. Great concept. Okay, that's so to clarify some stuff here. Yeah. Jersey Girl is the one that's, like I said, the first one not set in this view skew universe. That's distributed right. by Miramax. Zach and Miri make a porno distributed by the Weinstein Company. Okay. Cop out. Distributed by Warner Brothers Pictures. Warner Brothers. Okay. Yeah. 
So that was the one that was like him really stepping out of, of that comfort zone of Weinstein's because Weinstein's Miramax for all intents and purposes. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. why they split up, but that was, you know, he's still working with the Weinsteins um, and under the blanket of like, you know, the same people that brought up Tarantino and Rodriguez. So like, yeah, him coming out in a cop out and like getting that big payday, but having to then face the the criticism of like the Hollywood, like the Hollywood mainstream is just, uh, I think that was too much for him. But it would have been cool if like, imagine if instead of like Bruce Willis, you got like a young Matt McConaughey, you know, <laughs> and it's like him versus him versus uh, what's his name? Uh, fuck, who was the other guy in that? The guy from 30 Rock, um, Tracy Morgan. Fucking great. So good. Matthew McConaughey, you know? Although I would, I, Greg, would you go back in an alternate timeline and watch the Ghostbusters with what they had intended the original cast to be with Eddie Farley, Murphy Stiller? And, what's that? Uh, Chris Farley, Ben Stiller, all that. Oh, was that what it was? I thought it was supposed to be an Eddie Murphy vehicle. Who? Eddie Murphy, Ghostbusters. Oh, oh, you're talking. Well, yeah, you're talking about like Ghostbusters one. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd want to see that alternate timeline. I don't. I want the other. The rumor always was that Ghostbusters three was being written and worked on as a far Ben oh, Jesus Ben Stiller Chris, Chris Farley, Farley. Uh, some and a bunch of two other guys and then when Farley died they can't oh, I would have watched the shit I didn't know that that's, that's cool. I mean I to my There's knowledge no it's always been the rumor I'm not sure if that's ever no. been on record as like that was what was going to happen it would have been no, terrible I, but that would I still would have watched see that. I don't know I don't know if it would have been terrible it would have been bad there's no way it's good, Greg. I want to hear your pitch. How could they? No, how no, could no. that be good? Because I don't. I think it would have been a. It would have been very much a. Well, first off, think about the time period we're talking about, right? Like where we are in the uh, Black Sheep, Tommy Boy, all that area. And I think my problem with Ghostbusters uh, ever getting rebooted in the modern era and then 2016's right was that I knew it was just going to be way too CG, way too like it's completely unrealistic if it was a chris farley joint and it was that was what it was and he's the bumbling idiot new ghostbusters and stuff i don't think that computer technology would have been there to make it so ridiculous it still would have been like yeah getting hit in the face with a two by four and all this other shit but like a tommy boy ghostbusters strikes me way more exciting than what we got in 2016 and also way more in line well, with that's talk about hey of- it'd be cool if 20 21 jump street merged with uh, men in black uh, like that's always that thing of like, yeah, it, would, it wouldn't have been Men in Black anymore, but it would have been really funny. That would have been cool. See, it I think, sounds I like think, it would have been like all the things you didn't love about two. Exactly, ninety rather. Of like, it's comedy. It's just straight. It's just comedy, comedy, comedy. Not. I don't like and the things I don't like about two. It wasn't the. I think comedy, he means the twenty the twenty sixteen Ghostbusters. We're no, I was talking about two. Oh, two. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm saying it's just based on hearing you talk about it for the last million years. But like, I was saying that like two totally was made for kids more yeah. so than the first one yeah but i don't mean it's made for kids in the way it's made for kids like comedy jokes and stuff i mean it's like yeah you know we're it's just zanier the colorful ghostbusters and yeah colorful ghosts and hair is bigger mood size it definitely uh, was bigger egon's hair kids, got like twice kids love big. big hair they do man kids don't understand language all they know is big eyes big hair big boots. i saw boots. a really funny meme recently that was uh talking about how uh how animation studios always portray different animals or whatever and there is a there was a picture of I think two lions, and they're like, and, and it's totally like a real photo of a male and a female lion. You just can't really tell who's the female and who's the male. Oh no, no, you know what? It was wolves. But someone said, "Well, how how is the audience going to know how to differentiate who's the male and the female?" And the studio was like, "Don't worry, we got this." And somebody uh, photoshopped this photo of two wolves and made like. <laughs> the male have a big snout and like tiny eyes and the woman had like a little tiny snout a tiny snout and big ass eyes it's like that's totally what studios do it's always like like 
even when we see things that shouldn't have boobs or an hourglass figure, right. they still do somehow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so funny we can fill in the gaps. Yeah, <laughs> let's put a little like let's put a little eyeliner on the eyes so we know. And there's a little <laughs> bit of wearing, eyelashes she's there. Straight up wearing lipstick, and you're like, yeah. I don't know if the wolf. <laughs> it was really funny. Look at <laughs> that's it's so interesting though to see those techniques in animation, right? Where like they have that like. I remember it blew my mind when they just talk about the facial features of like the hero versus the villain mm-hmm. and how they just use the concept of symmetry to design the hero. And then like the opposite for the, for the villain where like the, the villain's eyes are just a little too close together and they're a little too small. And they break that, like that sequence, whatever it's called. The, I don't think it's Fibonacci, but like whatever the, um, whatever the sequence is that makes like perfect symmetry, you know, yeah. and you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Um, and just and just showing how they bend those rules to like really create that like even like right off the bat when a, when a bad guy comes on screen, you're like, that's a bad guy. Yeah, that's a bad guy. That's a bad guy. <laughs> that guy right there. He's too tall, too skinny. His eyes are too far apart or they're too small. Yeah. And he's got too or, small or lips. the space, be- the space between his nose and his upper lip is too long. Like it's kind of yeah. like, you know, he's he's like this snooty sort of character. Everything you're describing is just Jafar. Clearly he's the he's a bad guy. What are you talking about? Get him out of here. Except in the live action super hot Jafar. Super hot. Too bad he lost. Would like to see Jafar future, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Return of Jafar. Let's there go. I'm trying to give you, you see, are they gonna make a sequel to that, Tim, you yeah. think? Uh they they have to, right? They announced they were working on it, but it's not greenlit yet. But that's you know, it's one of those weird ass chicken and egg things where it's like all right so it's happening you wouldn't be working on it otherwise but it made, well, right? it made so much money yeah yeah will smith's highest grossing movie so uh-huh. that's too bad uh-huh. that is that is just pissing all over the grave that is independence day you know god do you ever stop and think sometimes day. that we got a sequel to independence day yeah it's weird. do you remember, remember watching we... the fucking theaters and being so excited <laughs> it'll be it'll, oh it's gonna be a fun bad movie and it was just a bad movie bad, wait yeah bad. when which we the saw newer one mm-hmm. yeah we're the only other one because okay, you freaked me out for the I was like, wait, did they make a part two like in the late 90s that I just don't remember? <laughs> I was like, no way. Yeah, yeah what a bummer of a movie, man. I never that saw it. Been so good. It like it really could have. Yeah. And it, they just they just didn't. They were like, no, it was like that movie more than any was the egregious Chinese influence stuff where it's yeah, just right, like, right, right, oh, no, this wasn't a movie. Bad. This was a a propaganda poster money basically a commercial for how awesome china is and yeah. just like how to make more money to then make more movies thing yeah and i remember it was like that right. was a big and one and then i think the, the transformers the last transformers movie to come out was another one age of extinction like, yeah where they were just like i mean china oh, even boy. came out and was like there's not enough china in this you guys gotta like fuck you we're gonna we're not gonna give you there's money. an obscene amount of china in that movie then, i mean yeah, it's because China was like, we're not giving you any money, and we're not gonna, we're not gonna let this movie come out in China unless you guys put a, a tremendous amount of China in it. And Michael Bay and the producers looked at each other and were like, we don't fucking care. We don't even care if there's Transformers in this movie. All we care about is money. That's all we care about. Michael Bay wasn't in it. Didn't direct that one. But really, yeah, how did he? How did he get out of directing the fifth one? They were just like, you're done. What was on him. He just didn't want to. God, how do you I look at the Transformers movies? Wait, sorry, that's not. That's totally not true. He totally did. I am totally flipping my stories. Forget it. Okay. Michael Bay did all. Say this. There's no way because I was like, I'm pretty sure he must have had an ownership to Transformers. Because yeah. if I watched, yeah, he Trans- backed out after Bumblebee. Okay. Because if I if I watched Transformers three, I'd be like, we gotta just fucking go with any other director, any other writer and director for Transformers, because these movies are so lazy. Like everything is so fucking lazy in them that you can just tell that all Michael Bay wanted to do was like. Dude, that's the thing. Is like, the worst thing cocaine. is, it's not lazy. It is 
There's so it's it's at the I would say it's the opposite of lazy. They're just the worst decisions being made every turn, every direction they go. I think I think it comes down to priority, and obviously we'll talk about this on Friday. But I think the priority for the filmmakers and for the studios was just to have the money shots of the Transformers transforming, so kids could get little hard ons and go out and buy the toys. Jesus. Because everything else, they don't know what they do with those hard ons, Nick. Like I have to imagine the writers all want to shoot themselves after they turned in drafts that were comp like capable, and then just had them all just torn apart. This fucking movie, they, this movie, Transformers movies are for kids. <laughs> they make these movies for kids. This movie's a two and a half hour long movie. movie. I don't know that Why they the are. Fuck? Like, I don't think that these Who movies are, they are made for them. I don't think they're not for me. Boys. It's made to sell cars. Like, I think that, like, that's the thing is like the Transformers, the, the 20, 2007 on movies, like, the toys didn't sell that much. Like, they sold Dude, whatever, the, but whatever like, they're selling. I mean, I hope it's worth it because they're you're sell- some- What's up? Yeah, I was gonna say you're supposed to be a 16 or 17 year old kid getting a hard on or like a hard vagina or, what, or whatever happens with. I'm not sure what happens with women. Whenever stiff clip, when, stiff clip. <laughs> yeah, it, it tightens what? up. Like you're supposed to been out in the rain. You're supposed to be like, I want that yellow Camaro. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not a 12 year old kid wanting this cool toy. I'm a 16 year old kid wanting this awesome fucking car. You know, that's my dream right there. Maybe maybe that's what they got. Maybe I'm dumb and they sold tons of Camaros and that's it. But fuck me, these movies. It's just you see the the big difference of like the money spent, the time spent is exactly the same as these Marvel movies. And all that's different is that the people that are making them care on Marvel side and they care about good storytelling and they care about what that impact does to the world. The guys that <laughs> fucking the guys that make these Transformers movies are just unabashedly making them for money. There is zero, like, and it sucks because I've heard people talk about working with, uh, I heard TJ Miller on an interview working, talked about working with Michael Bay and he was like, Michael Bay actually really cares about making a good movie. And he's like, and that's why he's such a tyrant all the time. And I'm like, I don't think that's the case because if he cares that badly, like maybe he would, where's the know, result? Yeah. Why, why can't he make a good movie then? If he cares that much, he has everything at his disposal. Hundreds of millions of dollars to make these movies. Speaking and of they movies, just get worse. Wait, hold on. Before, speaking of Michael Bay, remember that time he walked off the stage during that press conference at CES? Oh right. What was the problem? What was the problem? He didn't like the lighting His or some shit. Wasn't working. The teleprompter right. didn't work, and he was like, "Fuck this," and left. Yeah. <laughs> I bet it's almost like, baller as when Tom Hanks made fun of the script during a CES press conference. We need got we need some CES press conferences up in here. I'm sorry. Speaking of movies, Andy. Who's getting HBO Max? May 27th. They put that Snyder Cut on there. Maybe I will. Will you really? Yeah. Oh, of course Greg would. If the fucking <laughs> Snyder... If, they, could, they could put out a special edition that's shorter than the uncut, the, un, the unrated version that they put out, which was like 20 minutes longer that quote-unquote answered all the questions. They could put out one that's two minutes shorter than that. Call it the Snyder's Cut. It could be the exact same movie, but there's one <laughs> new shot, and Greg would be like, see, it's better. It's better. The Snyder Cut makes everything better. Parademons fucking rock. He goes and he gets a Parademon tattoo <laughs> all over his back. <laughs> you brought Every time he walks into a room, it's wee that stupid fucking siren. I, the Ecto-1 I mean, siren? Why, would, why would we get You love the Ecto-1 sirens. No, no, no. The one from, uh, from Batman, the Justice League. Or he's the, like, that was the sound. The sound of a British ambulance in Gotham City was... Oh, right, 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 right. Here's what I'm excited for. No, the Ecto-1's bomb. Batman, and also, I hope the, fucking, the extended version you're talking about is Batman v Superman, not Justice League. You idiot! You sound like my Meemaw talking about movies over here. Oh, Greg, it's me, Meemaw. Meemaw, are you back from heaven? <laughs> no, I'm looking down at you, and I see what you just did on idpro.com. <laughs> Go ahead, Andy. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay, sorry. Good. I apologize. That's okay. It's all good. 
I hope HBO Max gives us much better bitrate and quality. Like, I, th- it's not something that they've even talked about, but good Lord, I hate watching HBO shit on Prime. It's and that's the worst so thing is worse. they haven't talked about it. I, don't, I wouldn't expect it. At like, uh, Disney, Disney Plus, Plus out, nailed it. And they, they announced it. They're like, we're giving you all these fucking things. Just like, here, like, that is the standard. And they've yeah. stuck to it. Whereas, yeah. like, damn, HBO, we'll see, man. But what, what are they launching with? Well, I mean, it, what I'm that's my thing is, why would I want this? I'm looking at I have I have a real on my prime. No, but what I'm get. excited for is that, like, I pay 15 bucks a month for the add on with Amazon Prime. If I can drop that and get HBO Max, because HBO Max isn't only HBO stuff, isn't it also? It's like Rooster Teeth. Oh, no, I'm thinking sure, Warner. Right? I'm thinking the Warner one. Or is no, that, that is this? HBO. That is this. Oh, that yeah. OK. Yeah. HBO Max is like the, is Warner's answer to Peacock. And to all and to all those other that's things. Right, but I wasn't asking right. that question. <laughs> so the HBO was the one that's supposed to have like RT content and a bunch of other like like Crunchyroll. I think was there too, right, Tim, or something like that. HBO Max with the tagline where HBO meets so much more will include all the programming from HBO, a slate of new original series, third-party licensed content like Friends, Big Bang Theory, South Park, and all the Studio Ghibli films, and movies from Warner Brothers, New Line, and DC like Joker, Suicide Squad, blah 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 blah, Matrix, Wizard of Oz. Um, in addition, they'll be getting a bunch of other content from Warner Brands, including CNN, TNT, TBS, True TV, Turner Classic Movies, Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, Crunchyroll, Rooster Teeth, and Looney Tunes. Um, H- originals on HBO set to be available Mar- May 27th include a scripted comedy, Love Life, with Anna Kendrick, um, a Paul, f- wait, no, no, a documentary film called On the Record about accusations of sexual harassment and rape against hip-hop mogul Russell Simmons, Legendary, an underground ballroom dance competition series, Craftopia, some YouTube thing and an all new Looney Tunes cartoon and the not too late show with Elmo. So no, I will not be getting this May. <laughs> yeah. You look at all this stuff and it's just like, <laughs> I'm even here. I'm here on uh, the max originals. They have one called Tokyo vice. Nick, you're the only one who might have any, does that ring a bell for you? Tokyo vice? No. Based on Jake Adelstein's nonfiction, firsthand account of the Tokyo metropolitan police beat starring Ansel Elgort. Mm. Uh, the name there that would ring a bell is Jake Adelstein, who's actually Pear's really good friend, who I met back in the day. Oh, that's the guy book. that, yeah, I remember that you interviewed him on uh, Up yeah. and In, right? Uh, I think it was Up and In. I think it was just an IGN interview because oh, we had the right. show at the time. Uh, the Flight Attendant, a one-hour series based on the novel by Chris whoever, which will star Katie Cuckoo. Also, Katie <laughs> Cuckoo. Love Life. <laughs> I'm Katie Cuckoo. <laughs> you didn't even try, dude. You didn't even bother trying. How do you I'm say Je- your name? Cuckoo, Cuckoo I think. Oh. Kuko, no, no, Andy got it. It's Kuko. Kuko, is that how you say it? This is yeah. the, the girl from Big Bang, right? El Kuko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More importantly, Harley Quinn and the awesome Harley Quinn art, uh, car- cartoon on. DC. I'll tell you, I'm getting this only so I could drop the 15 bucks I'm already paying through Amazon Prime, but I'm getting much more than just HBO. Totally, here. that's true. That yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. You're 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 making a good point there. You're making. Yeah. Good I think by default, a lot of us will have this. I just don't think that or like get it just because in, in replace of the HBO we we do already have. I think these streaming platforms are all in a weird place now because of all the Corona stuff where it's like all the original programming of interest is going to get booted and delayed. That's true. That's true. So, cause like we know there's cool stuff coming for this, but I, we're not going to see that until 2021. Like it's, I, we, I, a couple days ago on screencast, we we're talking about all the Peacock stuff and like, there's some cool sounding things there, but they're not coming. Save the bell, baby. Save just give bell. us a good bit rate, man. Give us a good, Dude, you're I, from your mouth to God's ears. And I'm telling you this, I don't even care about the video bit rate through Amazon prime. I'm, I fucking hate the audio bit rate. Everything is crushed. It's compressed. You can't fucking hear any of the dialogue. And then all of a sudden, the uh, the the action kicks in, and it's way too freaking loud. I'm like, I don't understand. I'll watch the same movie on on cable TV. It'll sound totally fine through my TV. 
I watch anything from Amazon Prime, and it's like, pop, 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 pop. It's terrible. <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Kind of Funny Podcast. Thank you, of course, for hanging out. We, of course, have to go do a post show. We're also doing our exclusive patreon.com slash kind of funny game over greggy topic today for the month you can catch that of course patreon.com slash kind of funny because this is the kind of funny podcast uh each and every week four sometimes five best friends gather on this table each coming to bullshit with each other and catch up if you want to be part of that conversation head over to patreon.com slash kind of funny where you can submit your topics your questions your concerns everything under the video game son just kidding it's not gaming uh but you can also get it ad free you can get it with a post show you can get it with that gog topic i was talking about first a buck um remember of course if you have no books tossed away though it's fine youtube.com slash kind of funny podcast services around the globe each and every week we hang out we hang, talk to you it'll be great uh now i want to of course go to the post show but i want i want to tell you before we go there did you know that ansel guy you're baby driver right you know mm-hmm. what i'm talking about ansel Alcourt, he's yeah. doing his nude photo i know right I, I bet nick didn't know about this so i'm gonna put he's it in general we're gonna talk about this during the post show uh, until next cool. time ladies and gentlemen it's been my pleasure to serve you